0: Sunday evening we're on the eve of the 4th of July here when you're listening to this, it probably is the 4th so happy that to all our American listeners for the rest of us though, it's just Sunday it's just CSP day here for the rest of us Uh, the rest of us being myself, Barry, my co hosts Paul, hello (laughs) he did a little Randy Orton pose there For those of you who can't see the video, which is everyone, um, uh, he is here. He's just he's just um, he's just prepping for the the video. There it is. Yeah, I got my soundboard working. I got my Paul soundboard working. There's there's his famous hello. Um, Joe is also with us. Hello. There it is. There it is. Uh, uh, No pose from Joe. Uh, We're back, boys. The boys are back in
1: town. I don't need to pose. No, no, no. It's it's the Virgin Paul versus the Chad
2: Joe.
0: (laughs) 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 We are back on the Chair Shot Podcast. Another busy week of uh, uh, news and occurrences and and guffs to dive into, as well as a lot of wrestling. Oh, my goodness, there's been a lot of wrestling going on. Pay per view, big episode of TV and all that to chat about uh before we get stuck into all that though we'll, we'll slow things down here a little bit and we will have a little uh life guff catch up paul i believe this show is coming to the listeners from a brand new personal computer of yours
3: yeah so i haven't owned my own laptop i think since 2016 it's mm. never needed one natty and i had a shared one it was hers really but I just used that instead of buying my own one um certainly ever since I got the iPad I've found that I don't use laptop much but uh, now that I have to give her back her one um, I said well I might as well g- finally get an upgrade so I got lovely uh, Acer aspire which is one of my f- one of my preferred laptop brands. I know one of the best uh, laptops that I used to own was, it was an Acer Aspire. Mm. And I, I, I tell the story that I replaced it after a few years with a Sony VAIO. And the Sony VAIO was worse than the Acer that I had had for like four years at that point. Uh, so I had given the Acer to my parents and I almost felt like, can I have that Acer back and you can have this one? Mm. Uh, so I went back to you know, the brand that did me well. Uh, back then got got a good uh Amazon deal on it there was a a reduction for prime members of 150 great british pounds
1: mm.
3: which is a good little good little deal ski um which is weird because the uh the version of the same laptop without windows 11 didn't have that reduction in price so i was like well just give me the windows 11 one brother and save 150 pounds on it uh, it is an Acer Aspire A five one five. I don't know. I don't know if it's well reviewed laptop. I again, I'm the, not the kind of person who will actually do any research. I'll just say, well, there's a deal on. Give me that one. Uh, Spec wise, it does look pretty good. Um, one terabyte solid state hard drive in it, which isn't too bad. Lovely. Um, so yeah, hopefully everything will go well and will not break. But uh, I only received the laptop. I was saying to Barry. Like 40 minutes before the show started, before we started recording. So, I haven't installed all the drivers and all the doohickeys mm. and all the uh, the balalas. And I installed basically Google Chrome, Audacity, which I used to do the edit. And that's it. So, I don't have anything else installed. I, I installed obviously my mouse, my, uh, my microphone, and that. But so far, so good. It's a nice, uh, sleek, Ultra thin design. Mm. I sound like I'm promoting it now. I'm I'm working for the the Acer people, but uh, no, it's it's quite nice. It, go, it it goes along with my with my brand new television and my new uh, Xbox and my new Lego and all, all the material um, <laughs> goods that I brought in to fill that little hole in my heart. <laughs> um, and they're doing they're doing an okay job so far. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> anyway, new laptop is in so I'm very much enjoying that so far I was saying there's there's not much I do on the laptop really I don't, I don't typically game on a laptop uh, I used to watch like all my stuff for I'd, I don't know why for some reason I used to never watch stuff on TV I always watch stuff on my laptop I even have memories lying in bed in a previous house I lived in this might this might have even been when I was in France or maybe just before. Lying in bed with a laptop, watching Scrubs DVDs on the laptop in the same room as a TV and DVD player. I would just use the laptop. I don't know why it wasn't even that convenient, but I guess the convenience of just having the laptop next to me in bed, which probably did no good for the
2: Hmm.
3: heating, overheating of that laptop, um, was always the thing I would do. But now I guess the only thing I'll do is I'll record this show, obviously. Um, I'm a man who never illegally, you know downloads or or, or steals mm-hmm. anything so I certainly mm-hmm. won't be doing that uh, and maybe some like football manager That's, that that'll be the extent of, of gaming I do on it but um nice little purchase I'm enjoying it so far um I just mentioned some other things that happened in the week um yeah so natty was over one of the days so the room uh, as Joan Barry can maybe see is really starting to uh, get a little bit emptier now mm. finally some momentum there. Um, what else did I do? I did try out a new burger place Go on Called Yeah Burger I don't know if there's one on your side of the island,
0: right? I have never heard of Yeah Burger
3: Yeah Burger, they have four
0: I've heard uh, of Yeah Baby But yeah, um, That's
3: what I usually say when I'm eating a burger So, <laughs> perfect <laughs> uh, That's the Austin Powers uh, Burger Franchise, isn't it? uh yeah burger let me tell you where they are they they are according to their own website they're the the gourmet burger and wing specialists and it's mm-hmm. burger with no e it's b u uh, r g r they've one in Wexford one in Drogheda one in Meenouth and one in Navan so unfortunately, none over your side of the sticks, Barry. um Maynooth, i mean god I mean that's that's the branch that i visited cuz Meenouth is one town over from where i am here um, they do smash burgers, which is not a typical Irish burger. Gimmick, no, I suppose.
0: No. But I love it. I love a good smash burger.
3: I love it. Yeah. So we went in, and I've never had a proper smash burger before. So we were we were kind of discussing among ourselves: we have the single or go for a double? Because <laughs> that they they're the options you get, similar to your Five Guys and your Bunsen and and. The, your typical gourmet burger options, and we said we'd go for the single, but then it was like a little pancake burger, which we should have we should have known. And we said, yeah. "Okay, well, we learned our lesson. Next time, we'll go for the double." Because while it was a, you know, a big burger in terms of pi r squared, um, it was it it was quite thin. So I would go for a double next time. But it was very good. So I'll say if anyone is in Ireland ever and somehow ends up in Manuth or Drogheda.
0: Or Drogheda. I mean what have you know what have was. you done to end up there? My God. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, if you're if
0: you're perhaps staying in a, in a mansion that was left to you in a will um <laughs> uh that would that like might be visited by a bunch of ghosts in the night. Um uh, I mean I don't know what else exactly you'd be doing there. Going to Yaburger, I guess, you know yeah.
3: I will say the quality was quite good. I was impressed. And it was within uh, walking distance, although quite a long walk, as, as I have been doing lately, we did hit yesterday. We walked to Manooth, walked around the town a little bit, and walked back here. Uh, 32,000 steps. On the okay, old the so it was a, de- a decent little walk, which again doesn't you know do any harm for the, the feeling of guilt I always have when I eat a burger every day. Uh, <laughs> at least I walked a load, so good for the old cholesterol, I suppose. Um, it was very good. I will say, a little story though. This seems to be happening a lot lately. I don't know why. Maybe film in. Maybe so- something I missed. I missed the memo. The last two or three times I've gone to the cinema, uh, you know, you go in. You, have, you know, it's mandatory almost. You go to the cinema, you have to have a big drink and a big pop. Yes, yeah. 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 They don't. Let, I don't think they let you in anymore if you don't have. No. At least that's what I tell people. So, last few times I've I've gone, they don't have Coke. What we just don't have any, and this is this is not not been a one-off occurrence. This has been the last I, I want to say the last three times I've been large popcorn, large coke, please. Uh, we don't have coke, diet coke, coke zero.
0: Is this yeah. has this been in multiple branches or is this? No, I'm talking about the same place I go. Okay, I wonder is that a branch specific decision where they were like we don't we can't be arse carrying the sugar tax version of the drink. Because I, uh, I know, and I think, I think um, franchise-wide, I don't think any Subways in this country carry normal Pepsi anymore. They just no. have Pepsi mm. Max.
2: Mm.
0: Very odd. Um, that's um, good old good old Irish well, taxation you. for you. Uh, so we were sitting
3: in the uh, burger ordering our our gimmicks. And what would you like to drink? I'll have a Coca-Cola, please. Don't have any Cokes. Coke Zero or Diet Coke, right? Okay. Not a big deal. I, I don't mind the Coke Zero. <gasps> Coke. You, know
0: the, you know the running joke, is Pepsi okay? No, it's not. Yeah, I feel that way about Diet Coke. Is Diet Coke okay? No, it's not. Go no, across the road I, to Tesco and get me a fucking Coke. I, I, I would agree on Diet Coke. I think Coke Zero is fine. I'll drink Coke, Coke Zero Coke. is okay. Coke Zero is alright. It's being discontinued in the UK, isn't it? Is that That's, true?
2: Nah. Yeah,
0: Google that. I, I thought Brona was put my leg when she said it, and then she sent me a, a picture.
1: Of Coke Zero? Uh, Wait, 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 wait. Coca-Cola responds to rumours that Coke Zero will be discontinued. Speculation started after the Boohoo, fashion brand Boohoo,
2: posted what?
1: to their Facebook page this week, breaking Coke Zero's being discontinued in the UK. Uh, register for free to continue reading. Registration <laughs> <if there's anything laughs> a free and easy way to support independent. Ju- well, I guess we'll never know what's. I happening. guess we'll never know. I will. I will. I will
0: never drink a diet coke. I will never register to keep reading for free. Never and paying for it.
1: Get fucked. Oh, okay. I will on, say fuck.
3: if if I heard that Coke Zero was being discontinued, I would say boohoo. <laughs> uh,
1: it's going to be apparently it's going to be renamed. Ah, uh, okay. And, and will taste more like Coke. I don't know what that means. I can put sugar in it. I don't know. Yeah, I've got a great idea, lads.
3: <laughs> so they did do that Coca-Cola Life, was it called? The green. Oh, my God. I, did. I, I,
0: I didn't even touch it because I just I heard did. it. Was- I, I had it. It, 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 it tastes like Coke Zero. It was like- I heard it was swill. I heard it was swill. <laughs> well,
3: I'm I'm a real connoisseur. So.
0: But that's that's probably just big sugar in my ear. You know what I mean? Um, yes. Uh, anyway. Go on, anyway. Like Sorry.
3: They didn't have any Coke in Yeah Burger. Only options, Diet Coke, Coke Zero, Sprite, Fans, obviously. Right, give us a Coke Zero then. Now, I will say what I really appreciate about this place versus your Bunsen. I never like when you go to a place like this and they give you a can of drink. Yeah. I want the little fountain machine. I've been spoiled. I'm used to it now. I want to do the Five Guys experience. If so I can go off, and get me a drink, yeah. or at least what Yeah Burger do—they give you a glass full of the drink. I don't know if they have a fountain or what way they do, but they came out with glass—a glass full of Coke Zero. Here's your Coke Zero, which just is a bit a bit classier than getting a can. A can yeah. is a little, a little common for me. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
1: It's unexpected. Expect, yeah, I think we've talked about this before. But when they're charging yeah. you two, two 3 quid, can. and then out awesome. awesome comes paper. the can oh, of Coke yeah. from the local news agents that was sixty five
0: yeah. p. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Multi pack only. Do not resell. Written across the top. You know, yeah. put it in a
1: glass at least. Yeah. Try and, and, and yeah, burger yeah, do. It was very nice.
0: Yeah, and especially like so, if you you know if you're going to a bougie burger place, you're paying two fifty for a fucking can of yeah. Coke. Do you yeah, know what I mean? it's, it is outrageous. So the meal was very good, went up to pay,
3: and your man was there. I did, they obviously do deliveries as well, right? Your man was working on some deliveries. There's some problem with the delivery. I don't know what delivery app they use. There's some problem with it where the drivers weren't accepting the things, and they were like, oh, don't cook it now because the driver has accepted da, 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 da. So I was waiting a little bit before I paid, and I was, my, my eyes were just wandering. Wandered down to a little cooler they had behind the counter, full of cans of Coke. I said, brother. I actually didn't say anything. I've already drank and eaten the food. So yeah, like, what do yeah, what are you gonna do? I was like, wait a minute. You said no cokes. That's some cokes I'm looking at right here. They had they had cans of coke behind the counter in in a fridge, no less. Now, I'm no, I know
0: those are the staff's cokes for their breaks.
3: <laughs> it might be just for deliveries or something. I don't know. Yeah, but don't be telling me you don't have coke then, because you do have coke. Liars, liars, that's outrageous. So, it was very nice, though, so I don't want to say that. And then finally, uh, I had a few games of Scrabble. Hmm. Oh, yes, uh, I've heard of the, this. Uh, the other day. Actually, yesterday and today. played four games of Scrabble. I'm going to sit down for this one, guys. Four games of Scrabble, two seven-letter words. Oh. 2 50-pointers. Scissor <laughs> me, daddy-ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, um. Actually, one of them was an 8 letter, because I I tacked it on to the end of another one. Trundles, which I thought was a very good one. (laughs) That's great. And then I had Relents today for 84 points across two double word squares. Get a load of this guy. How about that? Fucking king of Scrabble over here. Uh, I got a 337, I think was my score. I think that's the highest Scrabble score I've ever got. So, yeah, keeping myself uh, busy anyway. I will say on Friday... um, Friday was the kind of the first day I've been doing relatively well this week, I would say, mental health wise, if you want to call it that, but I've been I've been doing pretty well, I haven't had to have my little, uh, my little medicines and and whatnot. But um, Friday was kind of a day where the the stars just aligned where everyone in my uh, geographical vicinity who i would say a friend i'd hang out with or go and do something everyone was busy doing stuff so friday was the first day where i was kind of sitting by myself twiddling my thumbs feeling a little bit lonely Mm. and this is where this is where it comes in like not only the um the romantic side of uh, a breakup and, and the feelings of that but also you know that the person who's just been constantly there, your best friend for years and years, to so suddenly you turn and there's no one, even just for something stupid to say. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, just to have a conversation, just to be, oh, look at this funny video I'm after seeing, or, you know, anything. Friday, I was really feeling very kind of down and dumps about that. But since then, it's been okay. And what I've done uh, specifically for this is I've bought some, you know, in case of emergency, break glass.
0: Lego sets. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going to go. Yeah.
3: So
2: it's just, guess, uh, it's, uh,
0: automatic rifles. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: so I bought some. I have no intention of like building it. I'm just going to keep it until I don't want
0: to say like a rainy day, but you know, keep it for a day where a I'm metaphorical be, rainy a day. Metaphorically but, rainy. Yeah. Exactly. So. What, what, uh, what are we talking? What's in the emergency pack?
3: Uh, my favorite. Uh, little Star Wars character That's right, it's the little probe droid From the start of Empire Strikes Back oh. Oh.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say Dexter Jetster's Diner I thought it was going to no. be Babu Frick no. <laughs> little, little, little droid boy
3: So he's, he's under the bed now
1: <laughs> Oh god
3: <laughs> so, yeah. Been, been a, a relatively busy week Like I said, I've been good at keeping myself busy good, I'm getting very good at driving Lately,
0: oh yeah, went oh, yeah.
3: all into third gear, lads.
0: Ooh-hoo. wow! What a this guy.
3: Yeah,
0: well, you know,
3: learn, learn a bit by I'm, 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 getting good at some of the elements of it. I've probably been out six or seven times now. Still not on like proper roads or anything. Just like driving around car parks and this and that. Getting good at going through the gears, feeding the wheel, all that. Piece of piss, lad. Driving, don't worry. About it. <laughs> yeah. <Easy. laughs> <laughs> until i get on the roads then it'll be absolute chaos
0: yeah no i'm not looking forward to that myself um yeah i actually i have some delicious takeaway uh, uh this week i i got a, a sort of a slightly late like birthday celebration from work because we have we obviously mm. have one day in the office and it wasn't my it wasn't my birthday day when mm. we were in the office last so then this week i came in there here's a the birthday and they got me a lovely uh, um voucher for, for a, a very nice local burger establishment. But I decided to branch out and they, they do chicken tenders now. Let me tell you. Oh baby, these were the juiciest, deliciousest crumbly crunchy oh they were everything you want out of a chicken tender oh i was ascending as i was eating it it was great
3: i do love Uh, a chicken tender and yeah burger does them so i need to try them next time i go maybe
0: the only only downside is they got me a 20 quid voucher and i went on my brother was hosting friends i went out and i was like i'll go treat myself now with this i was like i just fed myself and got a drink and it was 20 quid i was like Jesus. i went up and i placed my order I goes, uh, can i can have a tenders a portion of regular chips no dressed fries uh, uh a, a dip and a can of coke and he went seventeen fifty. i was like all right give me a second can of coke we'll call it 20 then you know <laughs> <laughs> i was like my I, i'm not gonna keep this voucher for 250 because i won't fucking get in the door with it you know yeah. um yeah that's uh that's uh inflation for you i also spent Three quid on a bottle of Club Orange earlier this week. Um, They they put out a new energy drink brand, right? Oh, okay. my God. And it's, they've done this before. They, they used to have Energizer, Club Energizer, and that was actually really nice. They got rid of it. I don't know why. They, uh, that one was basically a fake Leukazade. This one is more like a fake monster ish, Red Bull ish, but it comes in a bottle. And but I was like, because it's but it's the same size, it looks like it's just a slightly different flavour of club So I grabbed it in front of the chill, she's like two seventy-five. I was like, What? What? This fizzy drink economy doesn't make any sense.
3: Yeah. Um It's like when I bought those
0: tracksuit bottoms and they were 90 euro. <laughs> yeah. You know these are drink yeah. form. <laughs> oh, anyway. Anyway, people don't need to hear us talking about pricing their bloody living it. Joe, how's your week been?
1: Well, fun up and down week. Uh as I mentioned uh, a few weeks ago, uh, the old grandfather passed away. Start mm. of June, so we finally had the funeral. Backlog Britain, you know, all that it takes it takes a while to get everything done. Now, um, so yeah, it was sad as funerals typically are. You know, you yeah. you get in a room and you go, let's all be sad for an hour,
2: mm.
1: um, and then that then there's some flowers, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So it was. It was, it was, you know, as people say, it was a wonderful ceremony. It was a wonderful <laughs> service. Um, so, yeah, it kind of was what it was. And then you, you also get to meet lots of relatives that you have, do not recognize, never seen in your life before. Like my, my granddad's cousin was there. He's got eight kids. And so there's just, like, people running around. It's like,
2: Ooh.
1: his kids, his grandkids, you know, can't tell the difference. And there's just kids everywhere you're going we're oh, we related are we related oh alright right. how's it going I'll see you in another five or six years probably that'd be uh, fun so um yeah it was it was uh, that was what it was they went back to the pub for a nice um, few sausage rolls and scotch eggs and other uh, typical fare some sandwiches so that was that and then that was Friday so I did get the day off work so that was that was a bonus um Then on Saturday, Michelle and I went to see a little band called LCD Sound System. Oh, hello. um, At the Brixton Academy. Um, So they were doing a sort of five or six night um, tour there uh, in London. Um, I don't know the band too well. I know they do the one about Daft Punk is in my house, um, that song. Um, I don't know too many of their other songs that well, but Michelle was a a big fan of theirs. Um, So we went to see it, and I did really, really enjoy it. Um, I did really like the music uh, more than I kind of thought I would, so that was good. And the other bonus was that it turns out our tickets were in the circle upstairs, so we had seats.
2: Ooh, lovely, lovely.
1: When I found that out, I was so happy. I had I made Michelle buy me a uh, pint of Pepsi Max because I was really thirsty. <laughs> so I have and and as we said. You you don't get sugary drinks anymore in a lot of venues because of the sugar tax and everything. Mm. So it was Pepsi Max, but I I enjoyed that anyway. Um, So I had my seat, I had a pint of Pepsi Max. I was very, very happy. I was like, I could have got here an hour earlier. I would have been absolutely happy. Let's stay right till the end. I can sit down and have my Pepsi Max. I'll go and see any band you want to see anywhere. Yeah, go nuts. Yeah. Don't I As long as I have to stand up, that's fine. So, uh, yeah, it was really, really good. And then we got out and managed to get home pretty quickly as well. So all in all, it was a very, very good evening. Probably the best gig we've been to this year. Uh, even though, obviously, seen preferred some of the other bands we've seen. Just the experience was just so much better. And the music was really, everything. So, yeah, really, really good. Uh, and then today, just pretty much chilling out, watching the old Wimbledon, as we all want to do when that's on, because easier than having to, you know, put something on. Just, ah, oh, just watch Wimbledon for four hours. Yeah. We don't like tennis, but ah, oh, let watch Wimbledon for four hours. Sorry, let's watch Wimbledon. this. could do this for two weeks a year. So that was good. And then the other the other highlight of the week was, um, as some people may remember, it is was my, actually my birthday next week on the really? twelfth of July. So I decided to treat myself a little bit early. I uh, gave myself a little gift, something that I've been wanting for um, a while now. and couldn't get, couldn't get my hands on. Um, so I treated myself to oh a, shit. a little blaster box of Ooh. All Elite Wrestling trading cards from eBay. Beautiful. Um, so obviously, you had to pay over the odds for them, but it, it wasn't too much considering mm. I think. It's your might- birthday. I know. It's my birthday. I'm not going to buy them every week, so why not? Yeah. Um, I haven't opened them all yet. I've actually only opened one pack because I'm going to, like, savor the experience. And i yeah. open, like, one pack a week and just, like, see who I get. Because that's the kind of... I, that's why I wanted to get the cards in the first place. I'm not looking to collect, like, the well, yeah, yeah. cards that sell and all that stuff. Like, I'm not interested in that. I just like buying the packs and opening them and going, oh, I got Stu Grayson. Oh, I got... uh I don't know Max Castro, whoever. So yeah. yes, that's what I'm looking forward to. But I'm going to show you. I'm going to run you through the cards I've got so far. I've got a few okay. Here. Well, first of all, I've got. So these are the ones I bought when they came out as kind of limited edition ones. Yeah. Okay. The time of, of uh, all out. So I've got the special Adam Cole limited edition card there. Got the special Brian Danielson oh, there he is. Uh, limited edition card there, that and is. then in the pack itself we've got. Um, Roads to success. So this looks like a kind of moment card. Cody Rhodes finds an unlikely ally in Darby Allen. (laughs) So I'm not quite sure what category that is. An unlikely ally in in Insect Man. (laughs) Uh, We've also got the Lucha Brothers tag team. Very nice. So that's that's a very, very good one. We've got this one. It says AW Magazine. And it's got like a little headline on it. I don't know if that's supposed to be like a fake magazine cover or something, but it's got yeah. Kenny Omega on that one. It's quite a good one. Um, main features. I don't know all that again. Don't know what it is, but these? but that has got Colt Cabana on it. And then into the kind of prop, you know, the main base cards, we've got uh ratings machine, the bunny. Oh, hell yes. Um, head of the table. Head of the table, the bunny. We've got the wonderful out of this world, Chris Statlander there. Lovely. Looking a bit like Becky Lynch, actually. If yeah, I always didn't recognize her with the old hair, but yeah. We've got, yeah, if I mentioned, Stu Grayson. Beautiful. Ooh. And then, finally, uh, there's more than one. royal. F- Wrestling has more than one royal family. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> the man himself, Cody Rhodes. So that, I mean, Lovely. obviously won't be in next year's. So. Well, that's it, so it's rare so. now. That one even more rare. So yeah, very excited to get those cards and just to have a good look at them and go, "Ooh, I wonder which ones I'll get next." So yeah, that's, they, that's really they, it's highlight.
0: it's one of the purest serotonin injections you can get is opening a pack of trading cards. You know? Opening
1: a little pack and saying, what, "What have I got?" Ooh.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, I I actually just yesterday signed up to their um, hmm. e e card version, right? Because they're always advertising it on AEW. Yeah. Me? So I was like, "All right, I'll go on to the app store and I'll get it." Oh no app. I was like, okay, nah. uh, let me go on the website, went on the website, signed up, and I was like, all right, I'll, I, I'll buy some digital cards, right, because because mm-hmm. have a bit of fun. Fiverr for a pack. I was like, I'm not, all right, I'm not doing that. I was like, there's the end of my card, see. I signed up, side, I was like, I don't want to do this. It's <laughs> just like, uh, I'd pay a Fiverr for a pack of real cards,
1: mate, but I for won't pay a, a Fiverr yeah. oh, Especially it's not even in an app, it's not even a thing
0: I can go boom, 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 you know
2: yeah, what? what, what are we doing is- here?
1: It's not a great website that I had to use it to buy the the limited edition ones. And it's, yeah, it's pretty shit experience. Like, yeah, yeah even if you were willing to spend money on invisible uh, NFTs, <laughs> of uh, Kenny Omega and Evil Uno, you know, it's not exactly the best experience. So. Not even
0: NFTs mm-hmm. like JPEGs. Yeah. No. Exactly. Well yeah. Cause there's a difference. There's a big difference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just we'll just have to wait and hopefully they'll just you know one of these days as AEW continues to grow they'll just be at the counter in Easons or WH Smith next yeah. to the polos and the Premier League cards. You know that's what I'm hoping for and hopefully
1: um, they move they work with someone like a, a Tops or a Panini or one of the bigger companies. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Whoever these fucking a- up <laughs> up <laughs> Yeah. Upper fucking joke upper <laughs>
0: dick. A, a company named after <laughs> shitting in the top part of a toilet. I mean, <laughs> come on, now it's like a Grand Theft Auto oh, company. Oh <laughs> um, That has been the week here. Yeah. So let me late.
3: let me bring up now before we move on. The long awaited and long delayed Premier League predictions results. Uh, Funny listening back to it, because I say, you know, Premier League will end in May, and we'll come back and see how we did. And obviously, Mm -hmm. it's two months later. We haven't done it yet. Uh, But I do have the results here to see who was the top predictor for the old Premier League. So we'll run through it quickly. Um, Some of the categories are you know, uh, pick the four teams who will place in these positions. Five, six, seven, eight. So I think what we'll do, if everyone's all right with that, is, say for the, the top four teams, right? You get one point if you picked the correct team in the top four and a, a bonus point if you get them in the right position.
1: Right. Yeah, everyone Everyone okay with that? Sure.
3: Okay. So we start with the top four Paul's top four in order. Well, actually, let me say first, I'll I'll give you the the actual top four, and I'll tell you what we we have said. So the top four were, in order, Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Tottenham Hotspur. They were the top four in that order. Paul's top four had, at number one, Chelsea. Number two, Manchester City. At number three... (laughs) <laughs> Manchester United Ooh. and number four Liverpool. So none of those were in the correct positions. Three points. Okay,
2: Bye.
3: Joe. Number one Chelsea. Same as myself. Number two head, head of know, good teams Manchester United. Oh. Number three Manchester City and number four Liverpool. So like me Three of the teams correct, none of them in the correct positions. So three points. Barry Murphy. Number one, Liverpool. Number two, Chelsea. Number three, Man United. And number four, Manchester City. So again, three points oh. for you. I'm happy with that. Not in the correct position. That's interesting because we all placed them differently, but none of, them, none of us had any of them in the right position. Mm. But we each got three points there. From number five to number eight... Now, we didn't go through the whole table, by the way, but number five to number eight, the correct answer was in fifth place, Arsenal, sixth place, Manchester United, then West Ham, and then Leicester City. Paul said at uh, number five, Leicester. One point there. At number six, Leeds United. Let me just look out this window over here for a second. Uh, Uh, Number seven, Arsenal which is obviously correct. And number eight, Spurs, which was wrong. They finished in the top Mm. four. They were not in the Europa League spots. Two points for me. Uh, Joe, you had at number five, Leicester City for a point. Number six, Tottenham Hotspur. Mm -mm. Number seven, Leeds United. Mm -mm. Number eight, Brentford. Mm -mm. So one point for Joe only there. Barry, at number five, Arsenal. Correct
2: yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: At number six Tottenham Hotspur No No Number seven Leicester City Correct mm. And number eight Fulham Who Yeah was I, really I remember, In the Premier League
0: I remember Because you said that at Simon I was like well I'm not changing yeah. it <laughs>
2: Yeah
3: So but nevertheless Barry Three points for you Beautiful Barry goes into the lead Yeah <laughs> oh. uh, Relegation. Who would be the the, the three teams relegated? So they were Watford, Norwich City, and Burnley. Paul said Norwich, correct, Southampton, Mm -hmm. and Brentford. So one point only for me. Joe says Watford, which was correct, Norwich, which was correct, and Southampton. So two points for Joe there. Goodbye. Barry, playing the field and playing the percentages, went Man United, Man City and Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> no points there, right? No point Um, Top score in the league. So there were actually two joint top scores. They were Mohamed Salah and Son Heung-Min. Paul said Romelu Lukaku I think he scored mm. two goals or three goals or something uh, and immediately got booted back to Italy which was incorrect. Mm. Barry went out on a limb here and said uh
0: that Ruud van Nistelrooy was due
3: mm. in the comeback mm. season. i am mm. afraid he, he 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 scored no
0: goals this season. Uh, well, you know, some, some guys just you know, so, you know. you know, that's ma- that's management for you, you know. Yeah. Joe said Mohamed Salah
3: one point for Joe. So- uh player of the year, Premier League player of the year, and this had an asterisk next to it, and it was that you could not pick Kevin de Bruyne. The winner of the Player of the Year was Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> so the obvious choice was the pick. Uh, so everyone gets a point here. Because there was there was no way to get a right answer. Uh, I'll just tell you who we picked. Uh, I picked N'Golo Kante, would be player of the year. Didn't happen. Uh, Joe went for Jadon Sancho as player of the year. And Barry said that the player of the year would be the actual most important person in the stadium, and that's the fans. Beautiful, yeah. So, so I was right. They didn't get it, but you get a point nonetheless.
2: Yeah! <laughs>
3: uh, overachievers... Uh Paul's. There's no right answer here. This is a little bit subjective, but I've I've given my my points here on what I believe was right and wrong. Overachiever, Paul said Leeds United.
2: Ooh. No. Uh,
3: Joe said Brentford. I'm gonna give you that one. So cool. I think Brentford had a pretty decent season, especially since I thought they were gonna get relegated. Yeah. Uh, Barry said Fulham. No. Fulham. Did not over Fulham achieved exactly what everyone expected that they would achieve. They're promoted. Which was promotion. Uh so one point for Joe there. Underachievers. Paul and Joe both said Everton. <laughs> absolutely one hundred percent correct. I think they were the yeah, underachievers um, of the season. Absolutely. Uh Barry said Manchester City. I'm gonna say no on that one. Oh. So points for myself and Joe. Uh, FA Cup winners, all three of us, said Chelsea. It was, of course, Liverpool who won the FA Cup final. Chelsea did come close, but they didn't win it. Uh, Carabao Cup winners, uh, Joe said Manchester United. Nope. Got eliminated quite early. Uh, I did not give an answer for this one for some reason. (laughs) <laughs> and I can't find the original file where I wrote them down, so no points for me. And Barry controversially said that one of the finalists would win. Mm, mm, and then mm. in brackets, the one who was playing at home. Now, unfortunately, this was played as at a neutral venue, Barry. Ah, oh, so
0: the system good. was out to get me yet again. Yep.
3: <laughs> and then finally, the last question, uh, the winners of the Champions League. So Paul said... Manchester City, almost, but not quite. Mm. Joe said Manchester City, almost, but not quite. Barry said CM Punk, almost, but not quite. Uh, So no points there. So the final scores of the first annual, well, not quite Premier League prediction, but the footy prediction contest, in last place with seven points, it's Barry. Sad to say. The man who didn't take the quiz very seriously at all, and who, you know, no, no offense meant, but who who would not be as as deeply entrenched into the world of football as the two of us. Scoreboard uh,
0: says otherwise. I mean, one I would... point ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 who knows what about who? Mm. Mm.
3: Only one point ahead in second place is Paul with eight mm. points, mm. but out in the lead on ten is our first annual winner. That's Joe Football Expert Town.
0: <laughs> Shredding on the guitar there. Nice. Nice.
3: So we can do that again come August. I'll try and come up with a, a few more exciting categories for it. <laughs> I
0: might I might get like a random team generator just to pick <laughs> things for that. That's what Man United do. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
3: All right, we move on to the music. I did listen to a very good album this week. Uh, An album by uh, an actor who's been having quite a bit of success recently. Uh, We Jesse Buckley, a star of The Men. Men actually is in the movie recently. Lost Daughter she was in as well. I
0: did not know she was a singer.
3: Well, she is, and she's a very good one at that. Uh, it's Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler uh, They put an album out a few weeks ago Called For All Our Days That Tear The Heart And it's a It's very much a kind of slow Atmospheric kind of I would say Leonard Coheny sound mm. She's got kind of a deeper voice than you might expect as well That kind of suits that style um, I was listening to I, I was kind of it's not a supremely long album, but it's it's not it's not a super short one either. So I was kind of split it between two listens, and one of them I was actually listening to on that Friday when I was a little bit um, under the weather mentally, let's say. And uh, I will say this album, uh, you know, thematically is very about uh, moroseness and sorrow and loss and grief. And I was like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't be listening to this album right now because it is not serving me um, good feelings right now. Um, But I will say, I thought it was very, very good. Um, Like some of the songs are literally titled Beautiful Regret, I Cried Your Tears. (laughs) You know, it's like literally, a a little, I should have looked at the track list before I started listening. But I thought it was a really... Really great listen. I think her voice is great. Really suits the kind of style of music they went for. Um, very interesting songwriting. Like I said, if anyone with a passing interest in kind of Leonard Cohen, maybe latter Leonard Cohen, uh, latter Tom Waits, that kind, that kind of style. Uh, I think she suits that kind of style really well. I thought the album was really, really good. Uh, so I'd give it a very uh, good recommendation. It doesn't seem to be doing... Uh, big numbers outside of the uk so i would i would definitely um try and get the word out there about it if people are interested to give it a try or, or are interested in jesse buckley as a as a personality i think it's a it's a really good uh, really good album it's, it's actually jesse buckley and former suede guitarist bernard butler so there you go
2: Ooh.
3: uh very very good it debuted at number 23 on the uk album chart it's doing quite well, obviously in Ireland and also, also in Scotland, but it seems mm. to be kind of insular to that. But yeah, very very impressed by it. Um, not the uh, the most upbeat album you'll ever hear, but uh, certainly uh, worth a listen.
0: Yeah.
2: Nice.
0: All righty, uh, we will jump over here to Telegraph. Um, I watched another episode of Miss Marvel. Disney I continue to enjoy that show I am slightly worried about when it comes time for it to become a Marvel show um that it'll stop being fun um because all the good stuff is um sort of um uh Oh, what's the, the main actress's name? I'm going to look it up because I didn't even know what it was last week, and I've already fucking forgotten it. Miss Marvin. It's like Iman, I believe it's her first. Iman, uh, Iman Velani. Okay, because I did. I just couldn't. I forgot it completely last week. Uh, a lot of it is her just being really great as that kind of angsty teenager who's getting superpowers, which, of course, is a classic archetype, you know, in the style of a, a, of a Peter Parker, with also being like, you know, in a in a modern in a in a Muslim family in modern America. All that stuff's really good. And then she gets super hard. How exciting. And then there's bits where they cut to Dark computer screen lit office somewhere where some superhero monitoring fake CIA is looking at her, and a bunch of character actors from TV are there. And they're like, we need to get on this. Huh. Uh, 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 superpower! Oh, I saw this video online. It's going viral. Superpower, better fucking chaser or something. I don't care. And it's like, okay. So as the show progresses, are we going to get less and less uh, high school antics and more, um, you know, people who like were in one season of Twenty Four pulling up in Range Rovers? Like, stop right there. We're the agents of fucking. uh, D-S-C-P, superhero agent. I don't care about any of that. Um, uh, So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But I think the the, the first two episodes are really fun. It's genuinely got a sense of style all its own. I think it looks really good. And then all those scenes look like they could have been pulled from any of the 700 previous entries in the MCU. So I'm a little concerned about that. But uh, yeah, I've got two more episodes to watch and then I'm all caught up. Uh, speaking of of getting caught up on Disney slop, um, I I watched one episode of Obi wan Kenobi. Oh, baby! Nearly had a little nap before the podcast. What a boring load of old shitteroony it was! Oh, and like half of it was a child actor being Princess Leia. Oh God! And she had a little wacky droid that was all cute. Because they got because every Star Wars thing has to have a cute droid in it. It has to have one. Um, did not rock my boat that first episode. To be to be quite honest, um, it's kind of like I, when when the the first when they the, first of all they do a fucking video package to recap the prequels, which is so stupid. Um, it was pretty good, uh, and then they pan up and there's there's Obi Wan. Um, there's Ewan, and he's he's chopping meat in, like, a factory, like, you know, you know, this is my, my sheltered kind of um, drifter life I'm on. And I'm like, oh, there he is, you know, like Ewan McGregor. Let's see what he can do. And maybe it wasn't just George Lucas's direction. Maybe this character is just not that interesting, and there's not much he can do with it, because he just does the same things he did the reason which is he just scowls about and goes, uh, can't do this, you know. It just says that for an hour. It was really fucking boring, and he's being hunted by fucking... People from the Empire who have lightsabers. I guess the other thing again, and like if you wanted to get really nitpicky about this, it's kind of like oh, I always liked it in the in in a New Hope. It's like I think people laugh at. It's like the, and some people don't even know what it is. Like oh, it's Jedi. Oh, that weird old religion from years ago like in this it's like so especially because like if you like look at like the video games and the books and everything else that has been put out the last few years that they squeeze into that window between episode three and four it's like people never stopped talking about jedi it was just constantly fucking people hunting jedi and jedi trying to fight back it's like there was never a non-jedi t- period and then suddenly in time for like episode four everyone's like oh what's that Your th-? I think I remember. I, think, I think I know Jedi? something about the universe. Jedi, yeah. It's like what oh I don't know. I don't know. It's just okay. it's just really it's just really just so they just desperately need to do something else that's not squeeze yet more content into the tiny little bumhole of <laughs> of of time that's covered by those original six films. Every anywhere there's a tiny crack they can fill in with a miniseries or a film, mm. they've done it. Uh, and I thought it was somewhat novel with like Rogue One, but now here we are. This is the third one of these. Do you know what I mean? It's like we've got Mandalorian and fucking um, uh, uh, Boba Fett, which I didn't even finish, by the way. I only. Re- Brona said it when we started Obi Wan. She's like, we never finished. It's like, I will never finish that show. I will never finish that show. It was so fucking boring. Um, um, yeah. And it's just. It's just what is. I mean, I know this is everything Disney puts out now, but what is Star Wars anymore? It's just. Mm-hmm. A, it's just a thing they churn out for the sake of churning it out. Do you know what I mean? I don't believe anyone had any fucking unbelievable inspiration to make this phenomenal story with this forgotten character. It's literally just, well, if you fucking do a show and say it's Obi-Wan Kenobi and you get the fellow who played him back, people will watch it and that's it. You know?
1: And um, fucking Hayden Christensen as well, which I completely forgot the fact that Obviously, like he's not in it because Anakin's not in it. It's Darth Vader. So, what is? Why was that even interesting? Like, yeah, goes,
0: I haven't, I haven't had Vader show up yet. In what I've seen so far, but, but yeah, I don't know. There's not. I, I, I'm curious what they do with those characters. But, um, curious in a just a, a, a how stupid will it be kind of way. Uh, not in any kind of intriguing way, but but what, what is what is intriguing and what is much more interesting is that I finally finished season two of the well, my rewatch of season two of the boys and got started on on season three. Um, we are they just put out an episode. So I think we're two episodes behind, but we watched like four episodes straight last night and then one before before I came to do this. Um, and it's great it's picked up I, I think it's picked up right where 2 left off and is even better I think season 3 is really kicking off in a super interesting way and I'm yeah I'm loving it don't have too much new to say about it but I think it's I think it's great as it has been since it started what about you boys ooh what did
1: we watch this week oh a new season of Only Murders in the Building that's pretty much is the that only the first season is a very fun show. It's okay. not like a prestige show, but it's a lot of fun. No, no. Well, as you'll hear Martin, in a few
3: seconds, everything doesn't need to be prestige.
1: No, that's it. It's nice to have a bit of cozy crime. Uh, Steve yeah. Mine, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. Uh, yeah, it's really fun. And, and season two kicks off quite nicely. So uh, looking forward to that coming out one episode a week, uh, which is nice. And is it like a... Cl-
3: I don't know much about the show, apart from what I've heard in bits and pieces. Is it like a classic... Murder mystery caper type deal.
1: Yeah, it's not a, it's not a murder mystery in that kind of uh, Agatha Christie you know, sense, where a bunch of people are in a room and someone's been murdered. It's, it's, but yeah, so similar to that. Uh, like it's kind of um, almost like a kid, amateur detective or kid detective running around trying to solve a murder that's happened and getting into comedy I situations.
3: Because I, so, I, yeah. I do love a, uh, a murder mystery. I do love a noir. Yeah, and I loved the Kid Detective, the movie,
1: the oh. Canadian movie from yeah. years ago. So uh, yeah, very very fun. So I think that's about it because we watched a lot of uh, Wimbledon. So there you go. Okay. Uh, well, I'm watching a lot of new stuff
3: now, so I'm, I might need to add "Only Murders in the Building" to that at some point. But um, speaking of fucking prestige TV, forget about Sopranos. Forget about succession. Forget about all that shit. Right? Have you guys heard about
0: Man versus Bee?
1: Oh god!
0: Not oh god! Um, Unless you're like, oh my god, I I am refusing to watch. I'm canceling Rowan Atkinson because we need to be saving the bees, and um, uh, you know, and he he said he said that he he refuses to be cancelled, because uh, because because all all jokes have to have. Uh, someone they have to be at the expense of. Well, not I, sir. It yeah. won't be at my expense. <laughs> well, I had
3: made a promise to myself. This is this is a kind of Three Stooges-esque deal where I said, when I get my new TV, it's going to be christened. It's going to be broken in by watching a 4K TV series. And that TV series was going to be Man vs. B. It was already oh. decided. It was like predetermined. Uh, because it, it kind of beca- it became a familial in-joke. Almost the same reason I went to see The Boss Baby the first time. Because like it, 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 it looked so horrible that surely like you have to see it. you know. So I said, okay, I'm going to watch Man vs. B. I've watched the whole series. So I have a full review of Man vs. B for you here. Uh, so Man vs. B, for those who don't know, is the new phenomenon taking over the world. The new, forget Stranger Things, Netflix's biggest brand... For today and going forward, is Man versus B. For those who are not in the know, who somehow missed the, the memo, as the world was going crazy about it, Man versus B is the new Rowan Atkinson deal, where he plays a house sitter who's minding a very uh, well-to-do house. It's it, kind of the same house as you might have seen in in popular South Korean movie Parasite. Mm. Okay. It's got all you know. Uh, there's like ten remote controls: one for this, one for this, one that the go, one to make turn the cooker on, that, that kind of thing. Right? Very technologically advanced. So he's got he's a house sitter. He's a new uh, new to the house sitting business. He doesn't have a lot of experience. Their usual That's house nice. sitter is called sick. Rowan Atkinson has been sent to mine the house week or whatever. It is. Okay. And this they, the the people are very particular. This art piece over here this artist <laughs> this Ming vase it cost one million tea dollars so you know careful about that and the dog has a nut allergy so if the dog <laughs> has, any, has any nut food there will be There'll be dog poo in the house, uh, Rowan. So
0: now this right. this painting by Michelangelo is of my great 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 grandfather. It is one of a kind. Yeah. Also, just just to the left here, here's my mustard collection. <laughs> yes. I keep all my mustard in in squirty um um you know American diner style tubes yeah. because that's just what I love. I just think that's so good. Um, so if I could put that with you right there, uh, and that's also next to my crystal glass cabinet which yeah. I do balance on the tip of a thumbtack. Oh, <laughs> if you could just be cautious
3: of that. And they have a little, uh, a little room that's like locked off. You have to put the little code to get into the room, and mm-hmm. there's a manuscript on the table. <laughs> there's, a, there's a manuscript on, on the table, which is like one foot off the ground that you know, dog could surely not get. Um, <laughs> it's the last uh, testament of Christ before so, he was crucified. So- so while it's very predictable, it, it is kind of satisfyingly so. Because it right. sets up all these things that are very clearly gonna get fucked up at some point. Um the episode's already ten minutes long. Oh, uh, okay. so fair it's, enough. I think in total it's about eighty five minutes. It's like it's like short movie length. Um so it's it's a breeze to get through. Slapstick is very silly. Atkinson, to be fair, is very good at that
0: yeah he I'll say his
3: character here is more it's more johnny english than than mr bean per se um uh, and the acting is is apart from him is really bad <laughs> okay like they've specifically gone out here and got the worst actors they can find across the board terrible um but if you want to see and again it's a very quick series but if you want to see rowan atkinson Doing his little thing, ooh, 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 little faces he does as as a painting falls off the wall slowly towards the fire that's on <laughs> the dogs in the fire. <laughs> then, like you, you get your money's worth. It does what it says on the tin. Um, at the same time, it it they, they do a really odd decision where they make where at the start it it does that frame framing device where it starts in the future and yeah. then he says oh remember a week ago when I started that thing oh. and so you know where it goes from the very beginning and they actually tell so you <laughs> I
0: assume go. it's just him and the bee getting along being pals watching telly watching the bee beautiful intact telly <laughs> the very ending is him going ow we are, what was that bee <laughs> <laughs> the bee <guy>. <laughs> um <laughs>
3: So they do show you some stuff that happens later. You're like, well, don't show me it. Show me it later when it happens. Don't show me it now. Um, but like I say, it, it, it does what it says in the tin. I don't think it's it's any great shakes. Um, but uh, for what it does, it, it, I suppose it does it well. And uh, it was it was it was decent looking. It was, it, w- it was my first proper sitting down and watching a 4K program. So that's that's going to paint my opinion of it somewhat, I suppose. Which we'll also get to when I talk about Horizon later. But. Um, like it was fine, it was stupid, it was dumb It was it was the Three Stooges It was the boss baby You know, I, I, I enjoy those things Not even ironically, I enjoy them But I can't with any great confidence say That they're actually any good And I, can, I think Man versus B is another one That falls into that category Rowan Atkinson is, is good at what he does I mean, there's a bit where he Simultaneously has Blood coming out of his arse cheek And dog di- diarrhea on his face And if that's what you want, you get it <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... I think I it is. Say,
2: yeah,
3: I can't say I, I left disappointed at all. Uh, I've started watching a newer series. I don't know if either of you guys have heard about this. It's called The Righteous Gemstones.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't
3: know if you've come across it in your time. It's a uh, Danny McBride created by and written by and mm-hmm. directs a lot of the episodes. Um, Very, very good. I'm... I'm six episodes into season one now. i think season one aired in 2019 before the pandemic and then season two just aired this year i think it got delayed because of the pandemic, De- right okay and um it's uh it's kind of i guess a succession like in a sense if we, if we can start using that terminology like we do for video games where it's it's a story about a family who kind of run a business and you have the patriarch at the top they're not necessarily trying to oust them but has that same family drama to it and it's set in the world of like the eyes of tammy Faye, which i watched earlier this week it's set in the world of um evangelist slash charismatic pastors slash mobsters (laughs) you know um it's really smartly written It, it, it comes off equal parts um comedy show and equal parts like Breaking Bad. Right. So it, it really balances very well the comedy with the thriller elements of it. Because there are parts that are very, very typical of comedy. It's like very silly. It's characters acting outlandishly. And then there'll be a bit at the end where there's like an a- not an action scene per se, but like a it'll get like there'll be like a violent scene or a, mm. a car chain. Or, and it will be honestly like, oh my God, you'd feel the tension like as you're watching like you know, towards the end of an episode of Breaking Bad. So I think it balances that very well. I will say the cast are great. Obviously, you have Danny McBride, who actually, despite his being involved in all the uh, creative for it, which, as I said, I'm totally on board with. I, I, I'm liking almost every aspect of it. I think acting-wise, he's actually the weak link in it because <laughs> he does the comedy well, but I don't think he does the serious stuff
2: as well. Right.
3: Uh, but if you want uh, to get the best possible actor in for the patriarch of this family... John Goodman, and what a casting Mm. decision that was. Uh, It can never go wrong with a bit of John Goodman, let me tell you. He's excellent in the role. Um, Great cast. Looks fantastic. I'm not watching it in a 4K version or anything. I think it is on Now TV. uh, Just if if people are interested, check it out. Uh, Short series. They're nine episode series. The episodes are about uh, apart from the premiere, which is an hour, the episodes tend to be about 35 minutes. So again, brief enough to get through. Really interesting. I'm totally on board with where the story is going. Walton Goggins in it as well, who's fantastic in it. Again, it can never go wrong with a bit of with a bit of the go- the gogo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with a bit of baby, he he's, he plays baby Billy Freeman, who's again he's like a brother love type, red faced, white haired pastor type. Excellent, excellent casting. Um, yeah, totally, totally enjoying it. It's very funny. It's very intriguing in terms of where the story is going to go. There's lots of subterfuge and lots of um, backstabbing and 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 things that you would typically not think would go on in in the Christian pastoral community. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of why this show, I guess, is so so interesting and so charming. And uh, yeah, all the characters are very likable. And again, I, I hate to keep car- comparing it to Breaking Bad because I feel like that's a that's a comparison that's not going to do it any favors because obviously Breaking Bad is one of the all time greats. But one element of it that I think is like Breaking Bad and, and, and works in that way is that the characters aren't necessarily good people, but you kind of root for them anyway because they're they're likable, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very impressed by it. It was one that I had not heard of at all. I just kind of came across it. And I don't know what it was about it, just the, the look of it or the cast that just kind of shouted out to me. So okay, let me check this out. And uh, it's really, really good. Very, very impressed with it. So I'll recommend... Uh, my TV show of the week that's right, it's Man vs. B no, but do check out The Righteous (laughs) Gems it's uh, it's
0: very, very good alrighty
3: Alrighty. it's a a HBO show by the way
0: so that's why Mm -hmm. it's on now TV HBO Max, I'm sure it's on the US I've heard good things about it I've heard good things about it Uh, I didn't actually realise the second season came out um I saw some films this week as we transition Ooh. over to movie golf. Um I saw a movie I didn't really know too much about other than people saying it was pretty good, so I went in relatively cold to see uh, The Black Phone. I've heard it's good as well. For, uh, it, right? for a sort of, a, you know, for a B-tier sort of kind of like a, a Bloomhouse film, but not a schlocky bloomhouse film it's it's a pretty straight laced kind of uh horror slash thriller it was a pretty packed out theater I have to say um I don't know if the word of mouth on it is really good or 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 I guess it must be um I was kind of surprised at how um, um how strong how, how strong the the turnout was because again I didn't know too much about it I don't think there's been a massive marketing push for it I certainly haven't seen one. The name doesn't jump out. Uh, I knew Ethan Hawke was in it. Ethan Hawke also not some box office business mover. Um, And also, like, uh, there's no other notable supporting cast. Um, And I knew so little about this film that I did not know it was set in 1978 until it started. (laughs) So um, that's so I was, you know, good, good to see that people just went to see a movie that was, you know, had good word of mouth and that was it so that's somewhat reassuring for our future and it is in fact quite good it's a um so it's set in like small town america in the 70s where basically uh, uh, a bunch of kids go missing uh there is a just a it is it is a straight up there is no there's no kind of swerve halfway through the movie. it is literally there's a kitty snatcher in the neighborhood that is that that is the premise um uh, and so our our, our protagonist becomes um, uh, aware of this and is sort of nervous about it and um, uh, uh, the movie goes from there uh, that's without, without getting too much into it there is a weird kind of supernatural element to it which I wasn't certain of when it started um, and I ended up really liking it I thought they, they they wove it in quite well it is kind of it's kind of like um. Uh. What if you sort of de-marveled Stranger Things? I know it's not a Marvel property, but do you know what I mean? What if you are like, okay, let's make Stranger Things, but let's like sort of make it like you know, like a film for grown-ups uh, <laughs> instead of um a thing children watch. Um, <laughs> um. It's it's uh it's got a bit of an edge to it. It's very kind of raw in its portrayal of what it meant to be a kid in nineteen seventies small town America. Um, um, so one of the supernatural elements of it is that the sister of the protagonist, they have a very cute kind of uh, uh, brother-sister relationship that I think is quite well done, the kid actors are very good at it the sister has a sort of premonition type thing that she inherited from her mother, she can't quite control it, she just has these dreams and she has visions of the kids who've been kidnapped but what I kind of liked about it is also that, um, and it just goes to show how this movie is so completely like It's kind of straight down the line and it's very, it's, it's not winking at the camera. It's not doing so that, so that happened. The sister character in the film is shown as completely earnestly and completely seriously trying to pray to Jesus constantly through the film for answers as to what's happening. And the film isn't really like, it's, it's kind of done for comedic effect but it's kind of like she's not it's very uncynically showing this is kind of what a child in the 70s who was raised this way would do and i kind of appreciated that um, i don't want to get too much into the actual mystery of the film because that's that's the thrust of the film itself um but it's very good ethan hawk is very good in it um uh, uh and i think uh, i think people who want a, a an intriguing and an unsettling horror that's also not it's not especially gory or, or grotesque Um, I think people will get a kick out of it. So that's The Black Phone. I think it's still in cinemas now.
3: Yeah, I think The Black Phone might be... I know it's Scott Derrickson who directed it, who did (laughs) the first Doctor Strange. I think it might actually be served well... I keep using that phrase. um, By being... And and I don't know if this is the case everywhere, but it certainly was the case in one of the cinemas that I went to recently. It was like the only film showing at the time that wasn't. Mm -hmm. Jurassic World, Doctor Strange 2... um, or the other blockbusters that come out recently.
0: Fucking light one year. The, and... Light
3: year. Exactly. And it was just like it was one of those big ones or black phone. Mm. So, yeah, yeah it was, it was I think big... I
0: think I think you're exactly right. We we like to go to the cinema once a week. We looked at the schedule, we're like, we haven't planned to go to the cinema and I was like, Well, looking at that fucking lineup, I was like, do you want, I I don't know what I've heard this is all right, do you wanna go see this? And we went to see Black Phone. So you're probably you're probably exactly yeah. right. Um the turnaround is nice and quick on Disney Plus these days. I'm not spending money to watch Lightyear. I'm, I'm drawing a line. I'm the not scene.
3: even going to watch it on Disney Plus. I'm zero nah, interested in it. Nah, yeah. I, I was having this conversation the week. Pixar, as a as a brand that used to have weight to it, what does that even mean anymore in, in, in what Disney Plus represents? What is Pixar anymore? Mm-hmm. It, it's just plop out a Lightyear
0: film. And like, I really liked... Uh, fucking! What was the red one? Little red was turning it. red, I mean, turning red. That, uh, but like they chose to put that one straight on the streaming service, and then they put Lightyear out in the cinema. Like I don't know, I don't know. Very cynical, very cynical decision making there. Speaking of, of very cynical, uh, here's one that was actually not. I saw the Lego Batman movie. Finally, um, yeah. mm-hmm. this this was a kind of bored can't pick what to watch on netflix so this seems like the easiest possible thing finally got around to watching it um it's interesting because it's probably the most like genuinely interesting and fresh approach to doing something with that character since the first one maybe since fucking the first burton film i don't know or i guess maybe since the first nolan one Um, Everything, everything, bar those first two in those respective uh, trilogies has just been so kind of just derivative. Even like I said, I was the low man on the Batman this year. I just thought it's just so derivative. It's not that it's crap, but it's just, Mm. it's so it's any like, it's not interesting. You can go as dark and brooding and put as much fucking eyeliner on him as you want. You're not telling me anything different about this character. You're just saying the same fucking thing that was being said in the Nolan movies, but, but with a fucking licensed soundtrack and a Brown filter on the camera, like it's just Lego Batman. It was legitimately more kind of analytical of that character in an amusing way to a degree I thought was really, really quite entertaining. And I would love to say that I then loved it and it was one of the best films I've seen in the last few years, but I think unfortunately it was not really very funny <laughs> for the most part. A couple of laughs, a couple of chuckles, uh, lots of like there's lots of cute little references to older Batman stuff, but nothing again that made me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a the, little of that the, comedy where it's uh, here's the thing
3: oh, oh that just happened. Oh, yeah. Wait, you, yeah. Got, you want me to go over here? You want, you want me to do that? <laughs> Where it's just like deadpan mumbling. Comedy. Mumbling and probably you know, a little
0: bit of ad-libbing in the studio, you know. A lot, yeah. Um, yeah, and a lot of, you know, <laughs> in this fucking children's movie, a lot of referencing things from 40 years ago. um, <laughs> Like, you know, and, and it's like, it's four people my age group, and I look at it and go, yeah. Eh, eh. Well, that's, so, that's the
3: same thing with um, Chip and Dale.
0: Yeah. You have, children, you have children's movies, and now you have man-children movies. yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's that. That was the the big knock, and the other the other knock I kind of thought was I thought the voice acting in the in the two mainline Lego movies was quite good. Yeah, but the voice acting in this Will Arnett very good as Batman. It's a very it's a very funny performance. Everyone else could have been anyone. It was just they just read their line. I thought the Joker voice, you know, I suppose I'd ra- you know I'd rather he be generic than be another cringy fucking Joker, but. I, you know, voice acting just not much and the jokes not much, but, but worth watching. It's, you know, n- n- little over 90 minutes and it's, it's, it. the other thing I thought about it as well is it's, a, it looked, the first half an hour, especially, it looked like a demo you'd see on a PC that was like showing off how nice ray tracing is, right? Because it's like they do, they have their Lego art style where everything in the film is made out of Lego, but they've got this incredible lighting on it. So there's this big, all the villains are taking over Gotham s- scene at the beginning and the lighting is just incredible. It just looks really, really nice. I think overall, it's it's a fantastic looking film. For sure. um, uh, just the, that that mesh of Lego and really powerful computer imagery is uh, is well done. So yeah, two two thumbs up. Two two uh, films worth watching for sure uh, this week. That's uh, that's all from me. Well, I'll make it three because okay. uh, I watched uh, a twenty twenty two release mm.
3: that is ranking. Relatively high on my uh, yearly list. Go on. It's exclusive to Paramount Plus. It's the new Beavis and Butthead movie. Beavis Ooh. and Butthead do the universe. Okay. Uh, in anticipation of the series not only being remastered and re released with all the content intact, which I'm very much looking forward to, but also the new series, which is forthcoming.
0: Uh, this is all, I assume that's all on Paramount, is it's it? It's all going to be on
3: Paramount Plus. Um, okay i'm not a massive beavis and butthead uh fan i i i enjoyed the the last series or two series they did on mtv just a few years back when it was first revived that was good yeah um i do have a dvd set that i watched i don't even remember if i watched all of it because it was so long ago but that was kind of a, a butchered version of beavis and butthead anyway because i none of the music videos and none of the stuff that made beavis and butthead so popular in the first place but um, And I actually didn't even really care for the original movie they did, Beavis and Butthead Do America. I found that kind of typical of those TV series translated to movies that never translate quite as well. It always comes off as a, you know, oh, well, they have to go on a road trip or they have right. to go on holidays. And I like, well, what I like about Beavis and Butthead is is the setting in which they exist. That to me is like, <laughs> as, as important as the characters. Uh, so, However, Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe was a very funny and very um, 90s nostalgia-filled uh, romp that I, mm. I thought was uh, right up my alley. Um, the, the the best bits, if you're into Beavis and Put-Head, the best bits are still the best bits, which is where they do dumb innuendo. Someone says something that sounds a bit like Wiener, and they go,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: And that's still the funniest. um there was one bit in it where they were talking about. Um, it was like uh, a NASA representative talking to like you know the, the government uh, uh, or or the military heads. Like uh, state assets came up. Oh, she said, eight ass."
2: <laughs> and
3: like uh, you know, th- that's that's my that's my kind of humor. It's really crass. It's really dumb, and yet. I just, I just find it so charming and so silly. Um, Yeah, big fan of the Beavis and Butthead characters, especially Butthead, who I think is the true star. Um, Yeah, looked great. Really the best thing I've seen in, in terms of, you know, this, this new, <laughs> I want to say new because it's been years now, but this, like, 80s nostalgia, 90s nostalgia thing that we get hammered with. I feel like Beavis and Butthead, uh, Do the Universe, has been the best of anything I've seen TVs movies whatever you want to call it the best media that's really encapsulated the feeling of you're watching a 90s movie or a 90s TV show they really have done really well to keep that feeling in the look the theme the tone the style whatever you want to say um very very 90s and um, very very funny and again Beavers about Head to America I didn't think was that funny I didn't think was that good but here I think they they absolutely nailed it um so if you uh do have a paramount plus you get you get the free trial for signing up anyway but uh if you're anyway interested in Beavers and butthead i would highly recommend watching that movie i thought it was very funny very, very great right.
0: i'm interested to check out that that series when they when they put it back up the original uh the original yeah, I'm, series I'm, I'm waiting for it as well two uh, episodes I'm holding I'm holding my free trial for when that new Jackass series starts cuz I want to watch that but I don't really have any interest in, in Paramount Plus. I was looking at the listing of stuff and I was just like eh. You don't want to watch Halo? Oh man, it looks so bad. It uh, seems to me like their their top tier thing is Halo. Yeah, well, they spent a shit ton of money on it, so um, uh, they must. Yeah, it's in all the advertising. Actually, when I went to see the Black Phone, there was a Paramount Plus ad where they're like, there was like someone on like a, a fucking golf cart running around Paramount Studios. Uma Thurman, I think it is, isn't it? Is it itch? Uma Thurman? Uh, yes yeah and uh, here's your coffee mr chief and it's like fucking master chief front and center and it's like god this this they're never bringing this thing back but they're spending a shit ton of money on it um yeah i looked at the listing and it was like yeah, and you know i've I've talked on the show before i I have trimmed down the old subscription service now i got prime back i actually got prime back by accident because um when I was ordering the my mask comic that I ordered, that I talked about a few weeks ago, they, they did the whole thing. Do you want to try out a trial of prime with this? You can have it delivered for free. And I like it. They fucking got me. I took it and then forgot to cancel. And then I, and then I fucking got prime and now we're watching the boys. I'm like, all right, I'll finish this and then I'll cancel it. So I have that back. Yeah. Um, uh, but beyond that, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get Paramount. So uh, I'll give it i I'll give it a spin when, when that Jackass series hits, if the original Beavis butthead are back up there, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that when it's out. Um,
2: yeah. and we'll, the
3: weird we'll, thing is, they have—I don't know if it's on the Paramount Plus UK—but they definitely have released the original series of Jackass up there. But it's like
0: a butchered, edited version. I wonder—is it the—is um, it the DVD?
3: Is it's it like—it's not. A- They—they they have more than the DVDs, but they've still cut out entire stunts.
2: We give you an
3: example uh, 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 of one edit they've done: Brad Pitt, who famously showed up in an episode, and did like two
0: things. His like face is blurred out, and his name is blurred out. Weird. I yeah. what? I yeah. I, was, I have to imagine that some some licensing called them up and managers like mm, Brad Pitt doesn't like the Jackass Five anymore. He's not. He's not. He's not twenty six anymore. Um, no. So um, I, I
3: think it's more. Yeah. Because obviously I I have the box set as well, and that was more of like a best
0: of compilation. Best of. Yeah. I have a couple of the DVDs, and they're but all. I just, believe it's it's it's
3: more than that. It's more of a here's Series 1, Series 2, Series 3, but it's not as it was originally. Like, fair enough. I I understand that for for music and stuff, but I believe they've cut out full stunts and skits, which is weird, because you would figure on streaming, typically, certainly in America, they're more liberal about what you can do in series. Yeah. um, Versus network TV. But here, I I think, for example, they've cut out the, was it called the Vomlet? where Uh, Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to watch that anyway. Fair enough, but for completion'
0: sake, you know, yeah, will yeah. just give it. You know? Yeah, I don't. I don't like stuff like that being left out. I have, it is interesting to see what um, what does and does not end up on streaming services and what does and does not get edited. As far as I'm aware, there maybe there's a, a well known example I've missed. I know Disney had the um, they had the Simpsons aspect ratio controversy, which they took a lifetime yeah, to fix.
3: Shark Raving Dad is still not on Disney Plus.
0: Star Craving, so that's the thing. Star Craving Dad is not there. I talked about this actually when I was streaming Hit and Run. I was like, that's not there, but like every other problematic person who's been on that show is still there. Um, but also like, you know, all the music is intact in The Simpsons. Like oh, every every joke that has a licensed song in it is still in there. And I'm just kind of wondering now, look, Disney have a bottomless pit of money, so maybe they just yeah, don't and, care. And to
3: be fair, for Simpsons, you go and get that
0: yeah exactly so but also so Malcolm in the Middle it's all on there as well and that's that's you know legacy programming that I think people would have to go and seek out they're not putting Malcolm in the Middle on their banner do you know what I mean I think for
2: Scrubs
3: they did go back and do it but only for some of the seasons I think for the early ones they couldn't
0: do it for some reason really okay yeah Yeah, that's what I mean I'm like I'm like what is is it literally a value judgment is it literally like okay we do value the Simpsons we don't value or you know we value Scrubs but to a degree, if certain artists are looking for X amount to renew a, str- uh, a license deal, we'll get, say yes to you, but we'll say no to you. Yeah. you know? And
3: I suppose it also, like what they have, you know, in terms of masters and edits and stuff, what they have literally, how easy it is to go in and fix. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. That is, that is, um, that is that also. That might like- be what the issue is with scrubs, in
3: fact. I think some of the early seasons, they just have, maybe even they just have like the, the show the dvd cop like i don't know right. what what they have
0: in terms of to go back and actually edit it um obviously i like to you know famous examples of stuff like you know star wars and stuff like that you know Lucas claiming he doesn't have the originals anymore which i don't even believe i have even...
3: them on DVDs, sort son of a
0: bitch yeah so so fans are Lazy, patching just... together dvds and stuff like that in okay. games there's been like you know for years when people were begging for a final fantasy eight remasters like we don't have the files they' we lost oh, them somewhere yeah, yeah. stop asking they're on a hard drive in someone's garage somewhere i don't know where they are um yes yeah. so that's that stuff is super interesting um uh, but yeah i will i might check out the old paramount plus um, shortly uh we'll jump into the games here oh yeah um i played another demo this week and begin into my demos Mm. Last week I talked about Agent 64, which I recommended. I would also recommend Midnight Fight Express. Um, this was, uh, I think this was shown during the Xbox. No, this is showing during the Keeley thing, um, uh, during Summer Game Fest. It's an isometric uh, uh, brawler, um, like many games at the moment, like Sifu and stuff like that, kind of evoking a little bit of John Wick, perhaps. Um, uh, you're a... Th- uh, amnesiac protagonist who's a sick fighter you run through a bunch of drug dens and alleyways beating up criminals and that's that's the gameplay um uh all the story stuff was incredibly cringe i hated every time a character spoke uh it's one of those so it's one of those where even during the demo i was like after my two conversations like i'm just buttoning through these i i'm not reading i'm not reading what little joey said in in uh, <laughs> uh the boss had load the truck oh, there's a f- fucking guy coming to kill us but, you know i was like right, i'm yeah. skipping
2: all of this oh, yeah, boy.
0: um but yeah it's really it's really fun so it seems kind of basic it's like you've got like a one attack button and a dodge and a block and so i played early on i was like mm, seems seems kind of basic but um it has like it has like one of the best skill trees ever that i've seen and this is just on on the demo because i like we'll talk actually about horizon forbidden West irks me a little bit with theirs they have seven million fucking things on their skill tree in for, in horizon Forbidden West, and some of them are like this meter is slightly bigger and i'm like oh my god i get a headache just looking at it whereas sure. whereas like uh uh in in uh midnight fight express everything on the skill tree is like cool it's like environmental kills you've unlocked an environment you've unlocked parry you've unlocked like uh all the uh, roundhouse kick so it's like okay like the combat seemed kind of basic and i'm kind of like okay well fighting is what this game's all about and i kind of feel like it's just like attack and dodge i'm like okay is this another game doing the batman thing but then as you look at the skill tree it's like okay no you can unlock real cool shit by playing the game more and it also has a a points rating system so it's not just get to the end of the level you also get ranked on how many different ways you finished an enemy uh your speed uh things like that your variety of moves so it has a really cool in-depth rating system uh so yeah it seemed really good the demo is of course free it's on steam you can play four there's like a tutorial and then three levels um and it's good yeah the 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 combat is nice and weighty uh there are weapons you can you know you're picking up crowbars and you can either hit people or you can fling them across the room like john wick and hit people in the head Uh, it's good it's it was good enough that i'm like i'll i'll play that i'll play that when it when it comes out i'll i'll drop the 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 cash uh, uh money to play the full version so yeah, Midnight Fight Express is that one is good stuff. It's developed by one guy as well. So it's uh, Okay. Um it's it looks pretty impressive, and you might be shocked when you when you play it, like one guy made that. Uh also, I guess technically a demo. I played the Saints Row character creator thing uh, for that new game that's coming out in August. Again, another Jeff Keely Summerfest thing announcement was they said you can now go get this free, and your character that you create. Will carry over to the main game, and that's it. It is literally just the character creator that you have at the beginning of all those games. It's the latest version of that, and you make your guy, and it'll import into the um, uh, uh, the finished game when that comes out. Um, so I went and do that. I streamed the whole process, so you can go see me make my you know freak uh, uh, that I made in those games, and it's just ridiculously in depth. Um, it's like it's like the modern like WWE uh character creator things where you pick a million different parts and slap them on your character. But then also if you want to drill down deeper into the menu, there's so many meters and sliders and right. you can make his forehead ten foot fucking big and you know it, it used to be 10, 15 years ago in games like this, you had to you could do little hacks and tweaks and, and glitches to try and make their skin color look like the Hulk. Now they just give you those options. You can make the character's skin color illuminate pink or you can just do you like they give you all the tools to just make a freak do you know what i mean they've re- they lean into that stuff so i made like you know a, a balding retired uh british wrestler who loves brexit and he's got a comb over um and awful tattoos so so i'm, I'm looking forward to playing as him uh, it's great it's really fun if you if you like that kind of stuff if you're the person who buttons through a character creator you don't really yeah. care there's nothing. it's not you know it, there's nothing there for you um, uh, but it's really cool. It also has uh, an upload and download feature like a WWE game as well. You can go and browse other people's creations and people have made some freaks. They've made absolutely horrifying... If you've ever seen those images online where it's like, here's what Bart Simpson would look like as an actual human. They've made yeah. that. They've made sure. disgustingly proportioned Simpson people. Johnny Bravo, uh, uh, The Rock. was it? There's actually some really good wrestlers on there um, uh, that I, I took a look at. Again, it's, it's all up on. I, I spent about 20 minutes at the end of the stream just scrolling the community creations. So, yeah, that, that was a thumbs up. Uh, I haven't looked or seen much of that new Saints Row game. I don't know. if. if what to expect of it but uh, i i I'm, I'm curious about it at the very least uh yeah that's called boss factory i believe it's called it was a fucking nightmare to find on the ps5 store because it stinks but there you go <laughs> uh you know what it is actually i searched in demos i searched by the name boss factory i went to the saints row pre-order screen and i went down to the add-ons it wasn't there either oh. you ha- you go to the saints row screen saints row 2022 and you click the little three dots where you pick your version, like standard, deluxe, and it's in there. And like, okay, that's a stupid fucking place to put it, but that's where it is. Um, yeah. Uh, and then finally this week I did uh, uh break the seal and finally played some Star Dew Valley. Uh, uh, on Wednesday, I had a blast with it. It's very cute. It's very uh, um relaxing. It looks and sounds great, and also it scratches that itch of it's being relaxing but also you've a load to do you've a load to do there's so many systems and items and things to wrap your head around um uh that even like again this is another one i streamed i played it for a full two hours i feel like i was just scratching the surface i had people actually leaving some quite nice comments and stuff on youtube saying oh this is what you actually have to do for this and i was asking like do i have to water my plants when it rains people like no you don't have to do that and you need to go here and do this so i'm looking forward to that i actually so i i have a lot of fun playing it online and people seem to and people were popping into the chat and people seem to say okay what i'll do is i'll just stream it and it's been really hard to not pick it back i have it on the switch as well so it's been really hard to when i'm not just sitting on the couch staring into space to not just say okay i'll just pick it up and i'll just do a little bit and i'll just do a little bit um so i feel like once i once i get through the month of july where it's going to be my one of my streaming games i feel like i'm going to be on it constantly Uh, it's great it's really lovely um uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm the last person in the world, it feels like, to finally get to Stardew, but I'm really enjoying it. Uh, and again, not that they're they're not actually very similar at all, but it, comparing it to something like Animal Crossing, I feel like I will never go back to the a real-time farming game again. That thing of... I, it, it was great at the time, but, but very quickly after a couple of weeks, like, okay, this thing, if I can pick it up, and then I, I only have a limited amount of things I can do in a day, yeah, I no, actually good. don't like that. So I'm just kind of like, something like Stardew, I'm like, all right, I, if I wanted to sit here for 12 hours and just play this game, I could, you know. Um, so yeah. yeah. I'll be the latest person on the planet to give it a thumbs up. Very good.
3: Um, Speaking of thumbs up. Mm. I've played a bit of Horizon Forbidden West on the PlayStation 5. There it is. Um... And yeah, I, again, I want to I want to preface this by saying that I've never played a 4K HDR game until a week ago. My television that I played all my games on, even my 2022 games, was a bog standard 1080p TV with mm-hmm. no no nothing that would make it look better. There's like a burned slightly burned in Image on the right hand side, nothing not not too bad, but it was there. Um, so you couldn't have hate, you didn't have HDR on, you didn't have any special, like it was as bog standard, like the TV was from 2011, so it was it was a decade old television that I was playing on. Oh, bib, let me just reach out and touch this uh, sexy motherfucker. I got here, is this my my lovely QLED uh HDR 10 plus 4K Ultra HD? Nom, nom 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 let me eat in all them pixels oh fuck I look looks so good so with all that context horizon forbidden west is easily the best looking game i've ever played <laughs> it's
0: a very nice looking video game
3: <laughs> by virtue of you know it is it is really good looking on its own merits but also by virtue of the fact that i've i've never played a, a, a game uh on a tv of this quality with with the hdr settings on with everything bumped up as, as... Even on the TV settings, everything bumped up as, as good as it could look. Um, looks fantastic. That being said, I feel like visually, they've made big, big improvements from Zero Dawn on the PS4, particularly when it comes to NPCs and cutscenes with NPCs, where uh, Zero Dawn very much had the old dead eyes going on and the, the flappy mouth. Yes. The kind of awkward camera angles. Here... The characters are very much more of a uh, Last of Us quality, let's say mm. Last of Us Two quality, in terms of that they feel like real, living, expressioned people that you're talking to, as opposed to a a, a texture on a on a robot. You know. So I did a very early quest where you go into chain scrape which is a great name for a, a town in a game like this and there was the little the little chef who's being bullied by the mm. local mercs and I was like oh I, I, I love this character but it, the, the fact that I felt so such a connection to the character was because he looked like a real person he had like a, a redness to his cheeks and like a yeah. life to his eyes as I'm talking to him I'm like wow I can really suspend my disbelief and believe that this is like a, a little movie I'm watching I can buy into this character whereas with Last gen certainly PS4 Xbox One generation. Sometimes even going back to your you know even as far back as like Mass Effect the first Mass Effect at, at the time was such a leap forward, but you still had these like dead eyes and and my 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 flappy mouths like that. And now this is this is one of the the the, the big things that suddenly jumped out of me is like wow this is next generation. It's like fully articulated expressions and and really buying into the fact that these these characters are. Are real people with lives and backstories. I think Gorilla did a really great job with that. Like, I've only been playing the game for about six hours. I'd say I'm about six hours in. I'm taking my time with it. Definitely, I'm doing a little bit of exploring, trying to clear out as much as I can before I move on. So I've just got to the point where I'm moving out of chain have to clear out the uh, I forget what they call the bristlebacks. I think.
0: Yes. Yeah. Very
3: early in the game, although six hours in, so obviously I'm, I'm, I'm really taking my time with it, but. Um, visually, like I said, really, really good. I, I think the writing so far has been pretty strong. Uh, I would agree with most people, who, though, who would say that Aloy is not the most compelling protagonist, mm. and the voice acting is pretty okay for Aloy. I don't think she's she's, but I think that the the writing of the character kind of lends itself to the the vocal performance being a little bit monotone. I think she is a character is a little bit monotone, but uh, all the NPCs and all the other characters around here. And the story around her kind of elevate the feeling of the whole game. Um, apart from that, it feels exactly like Zero Dawn. I mean, I would yeah. definitely agree with the criticisms that it's it doesn't feel like a huge step forward gameplay-wise or really anything else to do with it. Apart from the really well-done lick of paint that's on top of Zero Dawn. Apart from that, it just feels like more more Horizon. It plays exactly the same um like right now that's not a problem for me because it's it's five years since i played horizon and you know that that's fine but there's definitely moments where some of the game mechanics really feel antiquated the old climb up the yellow bits of the cliff but this cliff over here no 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 you can't climb up that cliff yes i that's a climbable cliff for you Whereas other games, even Assassin's Creed, which I think I think definitely Horizon is closer to an Assassin's Creed than it is, obviously, to a, a Breath of the Wild, L- L- any totally. kind of the more modern um, open-world games, or even a Ghost of Tsushima or something like that. I feel like it's closer to Assassin's Creed, but even Assassin's Creed now have moved into the, like, okay, you can pretty much climb anything now. Um, so that very much feels like uh, a throwback and not in a good way. But otherwise, I think the game plays pretty well. Um looks fantastic, as I said. Uh one of my own little pet peeves, the 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 triggers, which I know everyone loves the triggers on the PS5. I, I in my limited amount of time I played the PS5, I didn't like in Ratchet and Clank how much pushback there were in the triggers. Yeah. I don't really work it out with my little fingers when I played played a game. I think the triggers in Horizon, while they're there, are pretty unobstructive. And so they don't feel like they're constantly taking my attention away from the game, like, oh, I need to squeeze this trigger real hard to do even the slightest little thing. Um, so yeah, I mean the 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 rumble, the HD rumble or whatever whatever it's called on on PS5 is obviously uh, fantastic, and I'm very much enjoying the game so far. I'm very much enjoying the the little story. Uh, Lance Reddick is one of my favorite actors of all time, so it's great to see him uh, back as Silence. And uh, yeah, so far so good. I'm I'm playing it like an hour uh, a night, pretty much. I'm really taking my time with it. Very much enjoying it. That's okay. My thoughts so far.
0: I'm I'm curious to see. Um, I I don't know if it was you saying it last week, kind of made me think. I kind of want to get back into. I want to finish something else before I jump back into that. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to. I do want to because I liked a lot of aspects about it. But like I said, I like a lot of people have pointed out how they're kind of over the open world stuff now, and I, I think I'm just kind of over a lot of that AAA stuff because, like I said, it's like the yeah. skill tree and they so they've from compared to the first one i think they've added like three or four different arrow types and i'm like but they're still doing the thing where only certain arrows can fire certain arrow types and i'm just like this triple a thing of every game having to have eight menus and fucking numbers and numbers and numbers and numbers and numbers numbers. i'm like you are making a game where i shoot a bow and arrow okay <laughs> and I just fucking light the arrow on fire and shoot it out of my normal bow, please. Um, uh, and it's just, it, I just found myself getting kind of overwhelmed and like understimulated by that quite a lot. But I've had a bit of time off from it. I've played all this stuff. I want to get back to it. Um,
3: yeah, I definitely feel like I'm benefiting from having purposely not played open world games for a while. Right. Because yeah. I've purposely gone to like Metroid and, you know. Old games, stuff like that So, I've been away from the AAA A, uh, uh tri- tri- mania, uh, space for a while. So. okie dokie, that's all right.
0: Eh? We will, um, uh, we will jump on here to, um, uh, the wrestling. There was a lot of wrestling in the last week. Oh my K- god, w- so much wrestling, sphere less, and it was. It was uh, uh, much better than, than I think a lot of us were anticipating. Well, that's not necessarily true. I think we were down on the Forbidden Door build, but I think we were all saying that the card looked quite good. Uh, it was. Yeah, I did uh, stay up for it in the end. Uh, I did watch it live. Uh, I don't I mean, I mean, don't know if we uh, uh, necessarily want... To, did anyone watch the buy-in? I heard the buy-in was really good. I did not watch it. I did.
3: I watched the whole show.
0: Oh. Ooh, look at this guy. Do you like the buy-in? Yeah.
3: I mean, it, it, it. The big thing with AEW's buy-in versus uh, Jerry Lawler and Booker T going I think win actually oh, going God. to win. Uh, is that they actually do matches on it, so it mm-hmm. felt like a, like a part of the show, as opposed right. to a, a complete and completely superfluous bit of tat to watch in advance. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean the 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 Lance Archer match was was nothing at all. Strickland and Lee against Suzuki Gun was quite good. I lo- obviously, I'm a, I'm a big uh, acclaimed guy. Uh, that was a bit of a weird one, where the, the, the two of them beat the four New Japan Browns on their own. Uh, but the Chaos Factory match was quite good. Yeah, it was a good little good little uh, appetizer. Mm. You know, get you warmed up for the the proper show.
0: Um, on the the proper show, I mean, we we don't we, I don't know if we have to go in depth on this. We the opening six man with Jericho, Suzuki, and, and Guevara against Kingston, Utah, and Umino. Tremendous, uh, really great fight. I mean, that I think that's kind of how you knew I was like, all right, this show is going to be good because this is this is just like a six man in the opener, and it was it was really if the good.
1: Jericho match is good. you know <laughs> yes. go the rest of the card is going to be yeah. That's right, okay.
0: that's the swing match. Yeah. That's the swing match.
1: I mean, think back to Kingston, Jericho. Like you, yeah. you were like, come on. If that's that good, fucking hell. That's what it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, fun. Uh, yeah, I think they did a good job making Umino uh, uh, stand out quite yeah, a bit. Yeah,
3: he had, he had a really good showing, I thought.
0: Uh, one of the matches that, that I think I... Um, just because it was a three-way and I just, I just didn't really care. Uh, one of the matches I, I thought greatly overachieved was the... Um, uh, uh, FTR, and O'Conn, Rapongi vice match. Uh, I suppose the lesson there is just stop selling FTR short. You know they are on an incredible Absolutely. run, yeah. and uh, have to give the devil their due. This was a, again another banger. My, my my problem with this card was I think all the multi man action 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 matches bled together a little bit. Right. So I am yeah. not I I am not going to be listing off spots from all these matches, but this was a, this was a banger. You know it was.
3: Yep, FTR yep. on quite
1: the run at the moment. Covered in gold. Um. Mm. Yeah, this was good. It, it kind of did did the job for me. It was more about them winning the titles, you know. And they did a the match was good. But now we're going to get into the the unification era. That's what I'm looking forward to. I think that's what's next.
0: Yeah, so FTR, yeah, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, IWGP heavyweight, and AAA champions. Mm. We, I was wondering if they would come out with the AAA belts. They did, in fact, come out with them. Um,
3: uh, no, they didn't have them on the pay-per-view. They had them on That's... Dynamite.
0: No, they did. They did. They did. They did yeah, they came was, out. They did for sure, the AAA? Because I was because I was eight looking eight. out for them. I was like, because I, I didn't think they would.
1: Because I they only out with the Ring of Honor belts.
0: No, they definitely came out with the with the yeah, AAA. Right.
1: yeah, in the photos afterwards, they just had the IWGP and yeah. RH. They definitely, yeah, because def- yeah, I thought it was strange. I thought they wouldn't have it because of the politics. But
0: I was, tr- we were watching Rampage, and I was trying to explain the politics to to Brona, and it was so hard. It was hard to do anyway. It was also hard to do without making it sound like the stupidest shite ever. Why like Andrade couldn't be on this show and pentagon and just mm. like, oh god it's just so ridiculous um uh again another crazy four-way meet malachi black pack miro and clark connors for the all atlantic belts kind of exactly what you thought it was just good all action match so, a little bit surprised at the park win but i didn't i didn't hate it
1: yeah i agreed i uh i thought park just because when they introduced the title they were going big on the We're the number one wrestling company in the UK. We're all fans on ITV for, by God. And I was like, it was was strange that they hyped that so much on the same show as the Atlantic title being introduced. So I thought maybe Pac would win. But so, yeah, I don't know where they're going with this. Is there a UK show in the offing? Or are they trying to renew with ITV and they just want to have a. Let me get my little uh,
3: wallet and passport ready if that's going to be the case.
1: Yeah. It's a very very fun match. I let's let's Pac.
3: Okay, now that Pack has won the belt. Like Barry said. Don't
1: hate it. It's great. But
3: let's do something with Miro now. We have him back.
2: Mm.
3: Let's use him. Let's get him in a feud killing some folks. Uh, yeah. Cuz I I'd be afraid yeah. now the fact that he didn't win that he'll he'll start getting lost in the shuffle.
0: Yeah, and it, it obviously the TNT is not in his future.
3: No, um, I wonder if he'll feud with Pac because obviously he, he, it seemed like he had the match won. Hmm. At one point, he had the game over. Uh,
0: I think. I think what's actually happening is I think he and God are feuding with Malachi Black and Satan.
2: <gasps> oh, That's
3: another the, the mixed week, tag. Right, they're over God like, hasn't wrestled since Backlash two
0: thousand. Shout out, that was Oh dear, yeah. So, because th- Malachi cost him the the thing by misting him. Um, true. So, true. are we? Are, I'm I'm hoping that that with the power of God, Miro does not get like he doesn't turn into the fiend. Do you know what I mean? Like like Ju- Julia Hart forsake the Lord, mm-hmm.
2: and so she was then
0: corrupted by the fiend. But Miro is God's favorite champion. So so that's. Hopefully that's where that's going. Mm. <laughs> uh, we had the Bullet Club versus Dudes with Attitudes. More, more Sting madness. <laughs> this fucking guy. Oh, the opening shot with with the the silhouette because he was standing on the fucking. Oh my god, the stage is so good, so good. He's.
1: I don't know. He's so He's good. The best. He's so good. Even when he was in the ring, when he was moving in the ring, he looked so good. He's 63. And he was he was moving so well. Yeah. But I love the, yeah, jumping off of anything he can, get, <laughs> he can climb up on. <laughs> oh, we
3: need to so appreciate good. Sting while we have him. Absolutely. In, in action, you know. I remember when he first showed up and there was such scuttlebutt about, like, will he actually have a match? Will he? Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people forget, like, the, he had the big injury in the Seth Rollins match. And it was like career ending, it seemed at mm-hmm. the time. That, that, that was another like. thing. And now we're, now we're at the stage where, yeah, as Joe said, like, any any slight little ledge, I'm sure when he comes into the room, he's going, jump off that one, jump on over there, jump off the stage. He's great,
0: I love great Sting. stuff. Love, love, Sting. Uh, one thing about this match, I mean, we got, I feel we got barely any Shingo action. You know? I was disappointed with that, but uh,
3: yeah, I mean, he did get the win ultimately, but
0: yeah, I like which was which Sting. is a real great worker there, you know.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and and Sting doing the old nipple spots with El Phantasma as well, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Tremendous.
3: No selling the, the the nipple twister. Oh God, I love that. That's that, that's better than no selling a chair shot to the head, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Maybe Sting doesn't have nipples. I don't know.
3: I'm pretty sure I've seen him at some point. Oh, I love it. Whopped one out. Star K ninety
2: seven.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah. I mean, this is the thing, right? I mean, you think of. Three years ago, the odds you would have got on Sting giving El Fantasmo a double
2: nipple (laughs)
1: on
3: an AW New Japan show,
1: yeah, four to one at
3: least. At least, yeah, it's the number of nipples that are being twisted in this moment. Um, yeah, very, very good. I thought Fantasmo looked really good. He's he's a guy that I've been uh, sniffy on in the past.
0: Yeah, same, same.
3: But I thought he had a good showing, and young Bizzles are always good value as well. Yeah, I mean this one was always going to be good, to be fair. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. This was really, really good. Um, I think a good match for for Rosa to have. I feel like she hasn't really had uh, you know a real banger since she since she no. won the belt. Uh, so yeah, really good stuff. I saw some people wondering would Tony win. I feel like it was way too soon for that for. Rosa, Agreed. after they go through but really, just yeah. really solid, good showing for for Tony and losing.
3: Yes. Um, still, though, a problem with AEW at the moment. Their champions just limping from one defense to the next.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: There, there, there's a big problem they have that they need to figure out in terms of how they present their champions because they don't feel. I don't feel like the title elevates them to feeling any more important any larger than life any anything to it they just they just hold the belt and if anything it seems like there's a curse where like holding the belt makes you feel less over certainly in the case of Thunder Rosa it feels like they 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 think the fact that she has the belt means they don't have to use her as often or as mm. feature as prominently which is kind of a wwe mindset in my opinion that they kind of need to get away from well Mm. he's he's winning the belt soon so we can job him out until then 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 nothing matters anymore and championship matches don't feel important you know you really don't get in that direction Mm. um so i wish they would give as much thought and and credence to their champions as they do to some of their their non-title feuds i mean really the primary focus of your shows should be your champions uh, it doesn't feel that way always with AEW. Certainly when you consider blood and guts and the amount of time and build that's gone into that. And aside from Moxley, who's who's only who only had a championship thrust upon him due to external circumstances, otherwise there would be no champions involved in that. And uh well that's a whole a whole problem in of itself. Yeah, the match was very good, and uh, I like uh, how I never put Thunderstorm together until Excalibur said it on Rampage. I was like, well, of course, of course. That's pretty it good. It's pretty good. Thunderstorm.
0: Yep. Uh, also, on the, I was not aware of this whole storyline going on with the US title, the IWGP US title, but because uh, like, Osprey hasn't had it on the last yeah, season. Robinson, so I guess they're doing a thing where Juice Robinson has it and is calling himself the real champion. Yeah. Uh, that was odd. I thought that was... I th- uh, this is a, g- a good thing. I thought it was going to play into the finish and then it didn't. Uh, to be fair, as, as annoyed as I was at all the multi-mans and the matches being full of people that were obviously going to get pinned, I appreci- there was no bullshit on the card either, which was which was refreshing, yeah. uh, including this match, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. I mean, I think this is the one most people looked at and was like, well, that's it's obviously going to be great. And it was. <laughs> it was. It was very good. Um, you know, uh, they... And again, like I said about all the multi-mans, one advantage they had then is that when they went out and they did their crazy stuff, not actually it wasn't as crazy as I was thinking. It was more of an Orange Cassidy match than a, than a Will Ospreay match, I kind of thought. But when they went out and they did their stuff, because they were like one of three singles matches, it really, it stood out a bit more, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I was very good. Very impressed with it. Um, Cassidy is a guy who I simultaneously get burned out on very quickly, but then he always shows up for the the big matches. He always shows up for the pay per views. He always delivers really, really well. So I'll always appreciate that element of him.
1: Yeah. Shades of the
3: Pack. Omega mm. stuff for me.
1: I don't like his new theme song. I'm going to say it now. I, I do. I like it a lot. I don't like it as much as the other one. I
3: just, as much as Where's Your Mind, you mean? Yeah. Um. I, I Well, we, not to get ahead too, because cool. he, he didn't have it on this show yet. He, he, he only fused on Dynamite for the first time, but I liked where the music started playing, and the, they didn't bring his tr- his video up on the mm. Tron yet, until it hit after the little intro, and right. the crowd pop was ah, God, I did really like it. That was his um his original, I don't say his original theme song, but that was certainly his, his old indie song he used. I know he used mm. that when we saw him in Dublin. Mm. Uh, I know I, I I do really like it. it, it it's funny though because it is one of those really derivative. Uh, you know, it's at, well. It's not derivative because it's of the same time, but it sounds a lot like Boston's uh, "More Than a Feeling." It sounds a lot yeah. like uh, Bon Jovi's "Runaway." It sounds like a lot of those songs sound exactly the same. So it, it doesn't quite stand out in that. Like I, I think it's a catchy. I'm like Taz. Hey, catch a catchy little track round
1: here. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. But yeah, I did I like, like the match And I do think he's a fantastic wrestler He really is He really is
0: uh, the, Speaking of <laughs> Speaking of They had bloody Zack Sabre Jr. come out Or oh, uh, Um, And his opponent was, As most people expected It was in fact Mr. Claudio Castagnoli Wee. Bam 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 bam. I'm doing my army hens or whatever that's supposed to be. Um, what do you make I... of
3: his what do you make of his theme song?
0: I like it. I think it it's alright.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: I was singing it, in... it after Blood and Guts for quite a while.
3: Yeah. And what is is it a bit, a bit too silly? Too but... classically and not enough This guy's gotta kick your ass real bad. Like I think with Brian Danielson's one where they've taken Ride of Valkyrie's and turned it into a, a kind of hip hop beat. I I think this one's a little too jovial sounding and a little too bur, 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 here he comes yeah. um, I understand that that was like his ring of honour thing or whatever he used and um,
2: there's
3: something a bit cartoony about it but he's a cartoony person so I guess Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I eat... upset by the way when I was watching Blood and Guts and I saw a sign that said Claudio
0: has sausage nips I don't appreciate
3: that, that's very, no, rude. very, rude.
0: very rude very rude you're not supposed to point it out come rude. on now um, I did, um, I completely bit on the idea that they were going to squash, um,
3: yes, right at the beginning,
0: Zach, you know. which I mean on a show, it's you know, it's an impressive near fall. Cause like on a show with this much political maneuvering, there was no chance they were going to squash <laughs> anyone, especially a guy who's, you know, a, a relatively well pushed commodity in new Japan. Uh, but yeah, I thought the match was still very good. A, a bit long. I thought, I thought it went a bit long. Um, I, I thought they could have tightened that bad boy up a little bit.
2: Okay.
0: okay um, I forgot to mention there for the Orange Cassidy match, uh, they uh, decided to save Jim Ross for the business end of the card because I guess they thought for the main events the commentary should be like substantially worse. <laughs>
2: um,
0: uh, I thought, listen, maybe maybe the TV execs don't like it as much. Okay, the fat cats in the suits. Okay, but I thought you had your they had Taz. Excalibur and Kevin Kelly commentating the majority show and let me tell you that's the nerd dream team they're three excellent commentators right you know, Taz is loving it, right? hes I don't know if he's necessarily a New Japan expert, but you know, they're out there and they're doing all their fucking holes and he knows all the names of it. You know, Excalibur, Excalibur only watches tape of wrestling from other countries. That's all he does. And obviously, Ke- Kevin Kelly is the guy, you know, in news yeah. So They were out there and they were just nerding it up and they were just talking about their fucking lore and their backstory. And and they got Caprice Coleman out there for the Ring of Honor match and he was great as well. I've enjoyed all of his age cameos and then jr comes out and he's like wow well, wow well, whatever that fucking i call that fucking move a headlock when i was coming up you know you can call it your fucking whatever the fuck i mean he was so surly i thought having a little cheeky nap for the first two hours of the pay-per-view would would make him not surly and then he'd be all he'd be bet into the main events but he wasn't i thought he he's dreadful I thought he was dreadful and I thought he was pretty fucking bad at blood and guts too, but not as bad. And I'm just over it now. I hope this is a, a permanent thing where they're giving him half the night off and trying to make it special by putting him on in the second half of the show or something.
3: Yeah, I remember we talked a long time ago about, you know, you get Jim Ross in for the early AW days, to, to, like for name recognition, then you start to phase him out. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's, he's becoming a net negative, I think. Certainly, here where I mean, my thought behind why he wasn't on the early show was that he would only have to learn two Japanese names: Okada oh, and Hashi. He's not; he doesn't know who
1: Yoshihashi is and Goto
3: Desperado. He's he from
1: Texas. Well, quite something. frankly, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, and awful, then he was uh, from
3: complaining about these. who Do they not teach how to hold down shoulders in the damn L.A. dojo? For- <laughs> No, I can't. I can't take him anywhere. And and the problem is that his like come down is ex- to me exactly proportion uh, to how good Taz has been lately. Yes, he's just really like Taz has always been good. Don't get me wrong. Taz in TNA became kind of a joke where he was obviously taking the piss and didn't really care. But Taz lately has been at the top of his game as a character and as a commentator. Um, and that was no more apparent than when Dynamite opened with Excalibur doing the intro and I'm here with Tony Schiavone and Taz. And my, as, as a viewer reaction was, oh, great, Taz on Dynamite, he's never on Dynamite. And then when Rampage opened with Jim Ross doing the intro, I was oh, sh- sh- fuck. And <laughs> it's got yeah, to that I, point. you know. It's got to that point. But I th- I think what you do now is phase out Jim Ross for only the special stuff. hmm Obviously under the pretense of he's special, but really under the pretense of we don't want him.
2: <laughs> we don't want him.
0: <laughs> and then don't him. On, you don't want him on fucking Rampage with all the mid characters. He's not going to take any of them seriously. No. Just, and,
1: then, and then intact. you uh, get rid of his mm. Yeah. He was all on Dynamite. He was complaining about, and there was a lot of interference, but he was talking about like, i don't I remember one official isn't enough anymore because i can't we can be, keep control of everything and then there was just dead silence after that like no one said anything because yeah. it was so awkward so just retire yeah. make it, let him do interviews let him do the interviews he's quite good at that do the sit-downs yeah and you can edit i, it I, I, would, well. I would
3: just have the sit-downs and talking head aw legend
0: it'd, be, legendary
1: it'd be perfect for that
0: um we move on then to uh jay white versus adam cole versus adam page versus okada for the iwgp world title uh okada put like a, maybe a bit more of a shift in than Shingo, but not much more of one um and i will say i i i believe i got the finishing move wrong but i basically called this exact finish uh, I I thought I thought Hangman would have it won, but <laughs> like okay, again, similar to Shingo, Akana didn't do much in this match. But the finish was him basically having it won, and then having it stolen by the current champion, which was a bit funny. Uh, it wasn't bad, you know. Again, like I said, action, 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 it, it bleeds together with the rest of it. But it was good action. It, I, you know, it was okay.
3: Yeah, very confusing finish, obviously due to an
0: injury. Yeah, actually, yeah, and I haven't heard much about that. The thing about AEW is. They te- they like just saying oh he's injured. It was like, okay, well, what happened? <laughs> what is wrong? Like, because it was very yeah, it was very odd and it was kind of out of nowhere. Um,
3: yeah. v- visually, it was Adam Cole ducked the Rainmaker, mm-hmm. Jay White hit Okada with the Blade Runner, and then pinned Adam Cole, who had just mm-hmm. not been hit with the finish. And so, as, again, as a viewer, you are like, what happened there? So it, it didn't lead to a story finish. It just kind of ended. Which made the match, I guess, as a whole feel very anticlimactic. But I thought it was good up to that point. Um, yeah. doesn't help that I just don't find Jay White interesting as a character at all. No. Um, uh, nor Adam Cole for me personally either, no, really. Um, Adam Cole less so. I think Adam Cole is at least charismatic. Jay White is uh, just a bit annoying. Um, yeah, I sure would have liked Adam Page against Okada instead, but oh well.
0: Oh well. Oh wow! Uh, and then our main event: John Moxley winning the interim world title, defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi. Good match. Um, you know, I think it was a bit more of a Moxley match uh, than a Tanahashi match. But Tanahashi is very versatile. I thought he was great. We had our reservations. We did talk on this show last week about the, about the old knees. Um, no, how, but listen, Tanahashi knows the, for the for the he knows when the big match is, and he knows when the six man tag is. And he knew he knew Sunday <laughs> was the big match. Yeah. Um. And so he, uh, he had a good performance. What? So John Moxie got busted open from a sling blade. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the referee said sling blade, and he said blade. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 and I, I don't think that I don't, I don't know. I think Excalibur tried to say, oh, he landed. Oh, Sling Blade got him there. It's just like I don't know. He just came <laughs> up absolutely drenched in blood. It's just like I'm not quite sure how what that was, but it was. I don't know. I don't it was know. good. They 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 had the 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 Moxley knockdown out world title epic. You know. So. You
3: know what's surprised though is this as a New Japan show didn't have like a, a 42 minute main event. Yeah. Yeah. They 18, um, 18 minutes and a half.
2: Do.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that was the I think that was the right call. I think AEW's gotten a lot better at pacing these. Uh, yeah. They they had some problems with that, or, or, you know, early on. And that was the show. I mean, it was obviously great. It was way overachieved, and the crowd was phenomenal. Uh, it was uh, a yeah, it was a really yeah. good time. Yeah, very enjoyable. I think the it money.
1: It will be remembered very fondly because people will forget the build. Because who remembers build really? Yeah, who remembers Deborah being the Rock's manager? the build no, on. No, so WrestleMania no. 17, yeah. yeah, no one. I remember the, the um, video package and the match.
3: So, yes, so. Um, I mean that doesn't excuse the that the bill was poor, no, but the but show delivered nonetheless. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I think the quality of the show will will get people uh, looking forward to uh, uh, another one next mm. year or whenever they do it.
0: Uh, the, uh, that segues in then to the blood and guts television show. Uh, we don't really need to talk about the first hour. It was actually, I actually thought it was, a, this was a really good episode of TV because the first hour was all good stuff. Nothing worth really talking about. Nice yeah, breezy first hour. Always got to get his new song and, and we got, you know, Jade and stuff. But then the whole the second half was, it was all blood and guts, which was great. We'll talk about it in a second. Um, but I thought it was a nice. I felt like AEW was back a little bit after a wonky month of Forbidden mm. Door Bills. Okay, like, the show was great, yeah. Blood and Guts. To me, anyway, delivered, and then Rampage was good as well. So I was like, all right, all right, let's go now. All right, let's eyes back on the ball. Come on now. Uh, but yeah, what did you lads make of Blood and Guts? I'll let you all go first.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I I didn't like it, oh, um, because it had all the same. All of my complaints from last year, and I won't go th- through all of, all of them again. I think I had like a list of 10 complaints from last year. They're all pretty much the same. It was very similar to the, the first Blood and Guts in as much as it was very long. It's like, I, and I know that's, you know, going through commercials, it's going to be long, but it's it was 45 minutes, something, the actual bell to bell time. Um, They ended up going out of the cage, which... Really pisses me off. It's a cage match. Why do both instances end with the people going outside the cage to the roof? They don't do that with their normal cage matches. So why are they doing it with with uh, blood and guts? Doesn't make sense. And personally, I just don't like the weapons in there. Um, mm. I think it makes it feel just like any kind of tacky, like comedy hardcore match. Like, you know, I always think of TNA when I see all of that stuff, just because it's been so overdone. Uh, especially like the baby faces bringing the weapons in as well. Like they were the the ones doing it. And so it's a weird psychology where it's like, why are the baby faces having to bring in weapons to unfairly beat up all of the, all of these sh- cowardly heels. It's like, Oh, I don't really like that either. So, but however, I will say I have very high expectations of like war games slash blood and darts. It's my favorite format, yeah. favorite stipulation. So for me, like, any anything that doesn't like quite tally with what i like i might ask whereas i fully understand like most people watch that and go oh yeah it's really good or it was like very good so i i know i'm the outlier but i will always be that outlier. (laughs) i refuse to to bend to popular opinion don't bend the knee
0: never never bend uh, i would thing i will say i i completely agree on the weapons because even just generally in not even just in wrestling i'm I, like i'm over thumbtacks and kendo sticks and tables my god aew i never need to see another table be broke ever again mm. oh my fucking god you know so I, i'm definitely with you on that and the case i mean getting out of cage yeah i mean i would probably agree i i, I didn't actively hate it but i i also could do without it
1: um yeah, uh, especially it's great, because like, it's great visual and everything and I know why they do it but you could always do it after the, after the match just end the match and then have, have a brawl afterwards or something you know yeah I yeah I yeah. agree uh,
0: yeah I think maybe the next one they could probably do with like you know O2 Lesnar Taker just reset the clock a little bit and get because then you're going to get into the thing of like Every single time you do it, people expect someone has to go off the cage, which is a stu- which I think is a stupid precedent to get into as well. And, I, and it's, it's, it's funny because they book actual cage matches so well. They've mm. made an effort to say, okay, a cage match is what a cage match originally was, which is great. But then Blood and Guts its like, okay, we're fucking bringing in weapons and we're climbing on top and we're falling off and we're blah, 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 mm. um, you know. Uh, so yeah, no. I, I would agree annoying, on that. Oh, uh, also I thought it looked better thing. this year, but I, I did think the Sammy bump still looked a bit. Sorry, God. I understand you have to be safe, but it's like okay, when it when when the, when it's like okay to be safe, it has to look bad. Uh, and I don't think I looked better than Jericho one, but I think once it reaches a certain point of it, it has to look like this. Um, I say, you know what? Let's let's just not do it because it's it doesn't look great.
1: Uh, and the other thing that annoyed me, they kept. Emphasizing that, oh, the match hasn't actually started yet. It doesn't start until everyone's in the ring. And I'm like, well, we're sitting here for fucking 40 minutes watching what this isn't technically the match. And I don't understand that because, like, one of the real criticisms you could make of war games is that it can't end until everyone's in the ring. So you do get quite a lot of time where there's no like pinfalls or uh, false finishes or eliminations or anything, unlike, you know, the Royal Rumble, where you do get a lot of eliminations, even though it's going to last an hour. Um, so I don't know why you emphasise that and say, "Oh, tri- match hasn't started yet. This is this is not even the match." Like that was that was annoying as well. That was that's all. Well, that's, that,
3: that's because Joe, you, people like you say, "Oh, the match is forty-five minutes too long," and they go, mm, "Actually, the match was only fifteen minutes. It didn't start until they're all in." That's stupid. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said, Joe. I I did really enjoy it, but on a psychology level uh, etc. I, I totally agree with all your points that the baby faces should be beating the heels up and it should be the heels who are resorting to using weapons Mm. to, to gain an advantage and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I think you're totally on the, hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I will never not be titillated by people fighting on top of a cage. You know, I'm, I'm a simple man who enjoys simple pleasures. Uh, but yeah, I, I I I thought the point you made was very, was was again on the ball with you can do that after the match. Mm. You, know? mm-hmm. you can still have the expectation of blood and guts. while you're going to get some people fighting on the cage, but you can you can have the match be your classic war games, and then it can spill out. You know, you know, you you could might have the referee then open the door because it's finished. And oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. still fighting. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it always feels a little bit cheap when. Tay Conti on the outside knocks down the ref and takes the key. It's like, Which well, they
0: missed. They didn't even get it. Yeah.
3: So they're like, well, what's stopping anybody from just running down, punching a ref and taking a key? Like, there's no fallout of having done that. There's no resistance to why anyone wouldn't do that, you know? You, you have to have the referees basically not be there on the outside to... to otherwise you're going to expect that the doors up to be open. Yeah, there's a whole mm. Honduras box there. But um, generally I thought the match was... Was fun. I, I I never felt bored during it. I thought it went at a good pace. Some of the spots I did, I liked when they were dragging Moxley through the tax. That was a, at least a novel mm. take that I've like. I don't watch your your Joey Janella, GCW Spectaculars. so that was at least a, a new novel idea to me. Uh, although it turns out the the true most dangerous weapon in a blood and guts match is a urinagi, because uh, Santana got taken out. With one of those for the whole match, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we d- didn't hear any news on him, did we? Since who's that? Santana.
0: Oh uh, no, actually, yeah, and that was that really looked bad. Um, no, I have not heard an update on that.
3: He came in, he did about four moves, and then he was out for the rest of the match. He didn't yeah. go up
0: for the top of
3: the cell celebration. No,
0: no. yeah, no, it was definitely something serious. Uh, I wonder if that was. I don't know if I just missed it, but yeah. Um, you know who else thinks the wrestlers should not fight on top of the cage? Uh, Chris Jericho, because um, he obviously did not like being up there at all.
3: No, there's <laughs> a few. A few of them were
0: very uh, shaky. As I would be, I wouldn't go up on that. He also, but I think his problem was he had the thumbtacks on the base of his shoe. Yeah, they
3: they said that on camera.
0: So he was like slipping he it. And oh, he was about no. to shit his pants up there.
3: Yeah, well, I nearly shit my pants when um, Claudio started doing the giant swing. on The, the giant page. swing. And I was like, Jesus Christ, let's be careful. G-Cro, fucking hell. Although um, tossing somebody from a swing into the crowd would be a great visual off the top of the cage. Yeah, it
0: would be a great lawsuit as well. <laughs>
3: well, it, I, I, I very quickly had to change how's going to structure that sentence. I was really going to say tossing someone off. Uh,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I, was like, boy, I immediately boy. had the course correct there. Right. Um, jerk an edge off the ladder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lead a jerk an edge off. Or, um, uh, We then moved on to the Royal Rampage. Okay, stop everything. Okay. You know where we're going with this, don't you? The the name is stupid.
3: No, no, no. Even uh, worse, the Royal. That. The Royale. Yeah. Why now is it the Royal
0: Rampage?
2: <laughs> oh, this is yeah.
0: no, But why? Where is the consistency? Because because they're aping the Royal Rumble, which is what my problem is with it. I don't like that they're I aping WWE. Well, but <laughs> I don't yeah. know
2: why you care. I don't, I don't know
0: why you care. I
3: I swear the the second the name came up, Royal Rampage, I was like. Ah waitor what's this? <laughs> Where's the e in my meal here? Very annoying. Very, very annoying. Anyway,
1: I it just annoyed me because, yeah, kind of a mix of both. Because typically it would be Casino Royale, or even if you want Casino Royale, Casino Royal. So why is it they gone Royal just to copy W? Yeah, I,
3: I, I, I know nobody cares when I make this complaint, but. I just want people to know it annoyed me anyway. Okay. What okay. also annoyed me, let me just make another criticism about this. Go on. Stupid idea for a match, right? Not only did it ape off the Royal Rumble. They do it like there there's um, they come out and, and go into alternate rings. So you have red number 2, blue number 2. Red, number three, right. blue, three. But nothing on the rings signifies which is the red yeah. ring and which is the blue ring. Yeah. So when they're coming out, you don't know what, what's happening, unless you, you're keeping track of which is the red ring.
0: Yeah. They didn't have, like, red turnbuckles on one and blue on the other, or... They had red on all of them because they had blood and guts turnbuckles on, which was confusing me, because I was like, yeah. oh, so is that red? And, oh, wait, no, that's on all of them. Um, It was one of those things kind of like the... um. Like when someone basically mocked up a graphic version of the interim title quote unquote tournament, yeah. it didn't look that stupid. But when they were explaining it on television, saying, right, well, John Moxie, he's the number one contender, and he's gonna face someone who wins a battle royale, and that person will then go on to face either Hiroki Goto or Hiroshima. When they were trying to explain it, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. And then when someone outlined it, like, okay, I guess it makes sense, but they weren't explaining it well. When you watched this match, you were like, okay, I get it. That's fine. But when they were explaining, when, they, when, the, when I saw the graphic, and I was like, oh, great, they're doing a two-ring Royal Rumble. That's awesome. And then they're like, red ring, blue ring. I was like, oh, fuck off. And then, like, at the very end, the two people will square off, and then... And I was expecting it to be like a pinfall, like a regular match. Like, no, then they'll square off and it's still battle royale rules. Okay, so that's so that's a battle royal. Why are you why why are you saying that the two winners, quote unquote, face each other when it, that's just the last two guys in a battle royal. Yeah,
3: well this is the thing, is it was completely arbitrary anyway, because both battle royals pretty much ended within twenty seconds of each other.
2: Yes. It would have been,
3: been good I, if the heel Brody King got like a minute and a half, just stand there and relax. And the commentators can talk about, oh, he's getting a break now. Darby needs to win this quickly, or he's going to be, at, you know, at a disadvantage. But they just ended at the same time, and it meant nothing. Yeah, so why not just
0: they, have it be one battle royal? They did like three eliminations over the course of the match, and then when everyone was in, they tossed like sixteen people uh, in the last few minutes. Uh, yeah, all that aside, I actually I did think it was good. I enjoyed it for the most part as a good battle royal, but uh, I just thought it was your box standard battle royal,
3: albeit with some worse rules than <laughs> <laughs> uh, all.
0: Really,
3: really, how hard is it to just have some signifier of which is the blue ring and which is the red ring? I mean, not to yeah. harp on about it,
1: but it should have had the like the red cane light and the blue mystic uh, any power sign- light. Right. Someone yeah. lights to lip, <laughs> right. blue, red.
3: A turnbuckle or a slightly different ring.
1: The referee hat. wears a red hat. Come on. Shirts, yeah, griff shirts, yeah, something anything. or
0: a turnbuckle covering anything. There was loads of options they could have done. Anyway, um, instead they did nothing. Uh, I think I think Brody King will be an interesting match with Mox. I think that would probably I like be King quite good. Yeah. I thought he had a good performance. Finish was great. Finish was oh, great. Ugh.
3: be careful. Jesus hanging people by the neck like that. Oh, yeah.
0: The chiropractor special. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Darby's back's probably great right now. <laughs> um and uh, the rest of the show was good. Uh, you know, uh, Young Bucks Tag was, you know, it was on the low end of Young Bucks Tags, but it was good. Um and Tony and Nyla was good. Tony is a, is a great boon to the division on TV, I think. Mm-hmm. Um
3: yeah, yeah, I thought so too. I thought she did a good promo before the match as well, which yeah. made it all, all the more baffling why she was with Vicky
0: Guerrero. Or Vicky fucking Guerrero, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah her and Marina—that's that's that's a good pairing. I think I think it's a good pairing. Yes, I agree. Uh, and would you believe it? It ended with the heels doing a beatdown and Thunder Rosa coming out and making the save. Who the thunk it? the thunderstorm? Thunderstorm. There you go. And that's
3: going to do it for this yeah, week's... There, there was one more story I just want to touch on. Go on. Vince McMahon was at the UFC. Oh, yeah. Further yeah. fall into criminal activity on his behalf.
2: <laughs>
0: what was he gambling on, was he?
3: <laughs> no, I just, I just like the backstory of the time Shane McMahon tried to convince him to buy the UFC prior to that Ultima Fighter 1 finale. And he was like, "That's barbaric. No, no one should watch that shit." And now he's at the show. That,
0: and like, yeah, that's what he. It oh, was definitely just because he's on this media blitz of sh- trying to show up yeah. in public. Because he definitely hated every second of it. <laughs> and he's like, "Paul, you're not even in the family anymore. Why you? Why'd you bring me here, <laughs> Stephanie? I don't even want to look at you. You know, Smakavy, <laughs> why are you here?" <laughs>
1: He, ne- he never goes to anything like we. No. I've never seen a picture of Vince McMahon at an event that wasn't WWE event like literally like yeah. it's very weird
0: yeah why didn't he just when Triple when H said we're going to UFC he's like, we have combat sports here ball yeah. like, <laughs> like the famous the famous fucking Freddie Prinze Jr why are you watching comedy we have Santino why don't you watch why are you watching comedy when you can just watch yeah. his matches <laughs> We we
3: have Shayna Baszler at home.
0: <laughs> uh, Paul, did we not just do a pay per view with a Ronda Rousey match on it? I don't understand why we're here. Um, anyway, yeah, looking looking like um, imagine if right um, uh, the the team up of a lifetime where you had um, uh, uh, Verhoeven and Cronenberg. Um, okay. uh, Okay, teamed right. up, uh, but they but not to make their usual fare. They teamed up to make a conjuring movie. Okay, Vince McMahon looks like the doll that would be the central figure in a a Verhoeven Cronenberg conjuring movie. That's what he looks like currently, and he and uh, with the exception being that the doll is slightly less evil. Um, uh, so so that's that's what Vince looks like currently. Um,
3: he looks like. He looks like a little ventriloquist, though.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, he yeah, looks like a little yeah. haunted prop.
3: Yeah, he he looks like the Goosebumps uh, ventriloquist. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> anyway, uh, enough, enough body shaming of that that wonderful man. <laughs> that definitely innocent man.
0: Yeah, but we can soul shame him all we want because he doesn't have one. Um, anyway. With all that said, we will uh, wrap it up there uh, this week. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with uh, more of the usual. The games, the movies, the TV shows, the albums, the life, and, of course, the wrestling. We'll be back talking Brody King versus Moxley, I guess, and a host of other things. If you want to reach out to us, chairshoppodcast.com, fill out the email form, reach out to us, let us know your thoughts, your takes, your opinions. I I know...
3: What people are saying to us is, lads, you, you're knocking out. You're knocking out of the park every time. <laughs> but how can, can we get an Annie Graham superstar back? That's what the
1: people want. That yeah, will be back. I'm <laughs> oh, saying I'm not here next week. So it's my birthday. We're going away. It won't, it won't be next week. The okay, week well. after. The week after. Superstar Annie Graham.
0: <laughs> That's why he's taking a week off. He has to make one. He's working he's hard. Promised it it, a week he's promised it. it. Okay. Well, with that bombshell dropped, we will officially sign I off. I have
3: I have a, a movie buster before we go if you want to do it. You've a what? A movie buster. What the
0: fuck is that
3: Well, it's a Dwayne Johnson, but it's a movie title. Oh, I'll give it to you quickly, then we'll finish off. A little, <laughs> little bonus quiz before we go. So so um Mrs. Brown you know Mrs. Brown
0: the, I'm familiar off, with her yeah. yeah off the television right
3: yeah yeah she's friends with one of them little yellow fellas who wears the dungarees right so he's he's, he's living on this really really old planet what's that about what movie is that so Mrs. Brown is friends with is this is an little... old movie or a... no it's out in cinemas right now Minions yeah. Rise of Groot no. What do you mean? That's not the answer. She's friends with this little yellow fellow who wears dungarees and has like glasses, big glasses. But he's living on this planet that's very, very old. I know,
0: I know what is it's like <laughs> millions of years old. Light year?
3: No, it's not light year. Come on. They're screaming. They're screaming at a <laughs>
0: Oh, they are. They're saying in the fucking show. <laughs> uh.
3: 65 million years old. This planet, some might say.
1: 65.
0: <laughs> uh, uh oh oh! The very the number one box office smash, <laughs> uh, Granny Minion Earth. It's
3: not, it's not granny, granny Minion Earth. You're close, but it's not right. Joe, do you know?
0: I
2: I. I...
1: It's out in oh, cinemas. Phil, the answer to this is in cinemas right now. Let me look at hang on, I'm on the Odeon website. Yeah. It. <laughs> is it on at the Odeon?
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it?
1: Oh Joe has Ju- Jurassic World Dominion. Correct.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. oh, it was a planet bit. I was like I was thinking like the moon, the Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Uranus?
0: Oh, see you next week. Bye, folks.